See, you're yelling at me for not starting everything, but you're not even ready for it. Uh, he doesn't even have his headphones on yet. Yeah, I decided to also... Ah, I'm sorry. I don't know what that was. Was that just me or was that everybody? Okay, you can blame whoever you want to blame. Got a guy in the Milwaukee Brewers jersey. I blame Keegan. That's uh, <laughs> ah, starting this is stuff. too small. Welcome back, everybody. PDA. I'm Michael Dunn, Stefan Prince, I got Jake a big Anderson. Head, little arms. We're excited. There's so much stuff in sports going on that uh, we're going to get to running backs, but I just want to go over a few topics here before just to kind of get your guys' thoughts on everything. Um, so with the, uh, I mean, Women's World Cup. Haven't watched a minute. Okay, I can honestly say I have. The, the women's recorded team everything. dropped the other night against... Um, Dude. Netherlands. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed in the women's team right now. And it's not because they <laughs> drew. It's because they've actually looked bad. They only scored three goals against Vietnam, which Vietnam is their first time in the World Cup. They've, they're, they're like a debutante, and they haven't had like any real success. The U.S. have not lost a game since like the 20 or the 2003 World Cup in group stage. So in group stage, they haven't lost a game since then. They almost lost in their second game to the Netherlands. They they were the worst team in that game. If you watch the full game, they did not play well at all. They made one substitution of five options. So the coach doesn't think that they can sub in anybody because apparently nobody's capable. It, that, it's just that was kind of crazy to me to hear that because it's like you have five substitutions and you think you would have the twenty three best players in the world. On Not, your roster. Yeah, but 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 literally in the world. Like yeah. the US is supposed to be coming into this thing to three peat, not have an opportunity or a chance to three peat. And I know there's a lot of pressure on them. I get that. I, I understand that, you know, it it might be playing a factor into how they're playing, but it, you gotta at least get through group stages looking good if you wanna have a shot in this thing, because there have been plenty of women's teams in this World Cup that have been looking better than the U.S., the Netherlands should not make the semis. So if we're drawing with the Netherlands, that's not a good thing. I know the Netherlands, a- the Netherlands made it to the World Cup championship last time, but they're not, they're the second best team in a group stage. There's eight other groups, or there's seven other groups, you know, that have better teams than the Netherlands. So at the end of the day, it's just, it's been it's been real frustrating. They can't score. That's been their problem. They have four goals in two games, and they have to win their last game against Portugal if they want to guarantee a spot. Yeah, that, that increases the temperature. That game is going to be really interesting to watch, I think, for Midnight just the group. Between Tuesday and Wednesday. Because I, I, <laughs> I feel like you can... Um, I feel like you can pretty much write in the Netherlands unless there's like some sort of craziness from vietnam but like vietnam hasn't scored a goal yet looking at the group standings and whatnot so i feel like with the way that the netherlands has been playing they can probably not necessarily maybe assume they're gonna be in but like they have a good chance to make it a make it through to the round of 16 so for the u.s playing a portugal team that's you know one point off them like it's gonna be interesting to watch and the u.s are currently number one in the group after two games but they do, like you said, they have the harder game coming up. Yep. And it's not guaranteed to beat Portugal. Portugal's looked good. Yeah. So it's it's going to be very interesting to see how the last group of games play out um, around the board. I know, like, Nigeria had a huge start with drawing 
with Canada in game one, and then they beat Australia yesterday in in game two. So Australia is now in trouble mm-hmm. to qualify for the second round, and Australia was supposed to be... And they're the home team. They're, they're, they're one of the two home teams, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and they were supposed to... They're, they're a team that's had success in the World Cup that's hosting. New Zealand has not had any success in the World Cup in the past, and um, so I think it'd be very disappointing for the host you know nation of australia to and that you know stadium was packed they had the first goal they were up 1-0 on nigeria and nigeria scored three straight goals to go up 3-1 and australia scored in the last five minutes of uh, regulation time and then there's 11 minutes of extra time so nigeria really had to hold them off but australia like they just they didn't get it done the extra time i've heard for obviously i watched the men's world cup but for the women's World Cup too has been, <laughs> has been like crazy I know long. I know FIFA. Um, it was during the men's World Cup, and I'm assuming it's during the women's World Cup too. But they had put an emphasis on play out. You know, if we have to go 11, 12 minutes of extra time, so be it. But like, make sure they're playing and playing like the ball is in play for the entire 45 for each half. So if you have to have extra time or whatever, that's fine. But 11 minutes of extra time, you're talking about like being in the heat of battle in a sense where there maybe are some breaks but like you know you're playing basically almost non-stop for almost an hour for a half and then you get 15 minutes of halftime to then have to go back out and basically do that all again which in this game there was a lot more like both teams seem to be using all their subs there's a lot more injuries not not maybe like world cup ending injuries for these these ladies but more so just like knocks where like they were you know, banged up a little bit. They had to like sit out. They had to be subbed out. Mm-hmm. So you could tell the fatigue was definitely setting in. Um, but man, Australia, that was that was rough. They did look like the better side for most of that game. And then a shout out to McCabe, who's a captain for the Republic of Ireland. She scored her first national team World Cup goal, and she did it from the corner. It was <laughs> I, a corner kick. I did. And she, it curved in. The, the wind was crazy in Perth for the for that game, and it literally drove the ball. Like she, she kicked it perfectly, drove the ball right into the net from the corner, and that that's an incredible goal. They, I can't remember what they call it. Olympico. Uh, Olympico. Thank you. Um, and it, it is, <laughs> um, but just to be able to do that, that's extremely rare in in any soccer game contest. So that was really neat. Um, and definitely the best goal of the World Cup for that too. Um, so. Moving to the men's side of soccer, Messi had Messi, two goals Messi, in 22 Messi. minutes. I watched that game. <laughs> so welcome to watched. the U.S. Um, and he's had three goals in two games that he's playing. So that, Messi's coming to a town or a city near you. It's too easy. That, it's, well, they, my, well, that <laughs> Miami team... That Miami team is literally at the bottom of the MLS <laughs> and now look like a world-class team. It's it, the, In the span the of two matches. commentator goes, welcome to the worst league you've ever been a part of, Messi. <laughs> it looks so easy and like he has Sergio Busquets with him too and like those two have history of playing together so like they know how to read each other and play with each other but that entire team is just going with them and saying yep Messi's our best player and we're just there was a uh, the fourth goal that Miami scored in their last match against Atlanta United like they had a kid who's like 19 years old I forget what um his name was um but he's from Finland and the commentator's joke was well 
if they need an alternate for the four by one team for Finland, uh, here's this guy because he ran from inside his own 18 yard box, catches up to and passes Messi, and then scores the goal or whatever, <laughs> and just like hauled because they they were on the counter attack. But like, yeah, I mean that that team. I think we knew Messi was going to just transform not only Inter Miami but like the MLS and make it. You know, you know what's scary? He's not at the peak of his game either. No. Like, he's just out there having fun. He <laughs> is the way it seems. He's too good. <laughs> he's 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 way too good. It doesn't matter how old he is right now, because like obviously you know age is a factor. But it, it, for him, you know, coming to the MLS, it, it's kind of like okay, let me see what I can do quick. You know, for a little bit, he's gonna get so many club goals added and to his stats. Like, what else does he need to? prove at this point with his career like he's at the point where he can almost like he's won everything he's well, won the club world cup i mean it, it could be something to, yeah. to take that next year or two years from now and do it for a mls team that mm-hmm. would be crazy and i think i think though like he has the chance now to really kind of grow a brand in the mls i mean you look at his deal like he has he has the opportunity to like buy a team and help grow it like um David Beckham is with Inter Miami, like he has the opportunity to come back and do that. So I think growing a brand now because he's getting, you know, advanced in years and stuff like that, I think was something that he enjoyed. Um, and maybe why he didn't take the Saudi money. Speaking of Saudi money, Mbappe, he turned it down. Point one billion dollars. He, he turned, turned it down. It down. Yeah, he turned yeah, he it down. down the other day. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know. Well, was it was it Giannis said, "Hey, if he doesn't want it, <laughs> yeah. just give He's me like, a call. I look like a yeah. Bob." <laughs> he and he and the down. funny thing was too. This came out two weeks after Giannis was in like some store somewhere, and he was just like juggling um, uh, football, soccer ball, whatever you want to call it. He was like doing that with his feet and stuff like that. He has some skills, but one point one billion dollars. Granted, I think. 380 million of that was just the transfer fee. So I think Mbappe would have gotten like 700 million or something like that based off of how like the deal was kind of looking. But yeah, still 700. Yeah. How many people make that in one year? Well, what do you do with that money? Cristiano Ronaldo had just signed like a, was it a three year, three year, four hundred and seventy three per million per year contract with Saudi. And that was crazy. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, you know, Saudi live golf, right? Yep. Saudi. Well, if, uh, if you, it's, you know what the crazy they, thing about it they're is? Buying, they want to buy sports. It, it is that uh, Ronaldo even mentioned this about a week ago. He says he opened the gateway. He opened the door to, Sa- to Saudi football. Yeah. Right. So he said, because he was talking about the whole uh, Messi coming MLS, and he was just mm-hmm. like, he thought that that was a stupid idea on Messi's part. He said he should have went probably to like Saudi, you know, to get some extra money. He says there's more money here. And that's probably the re- that's part of the reason why Ronaldo went as well is because there's more money. Ronaldo's following there. the money trail for sure. Well, he also stated that um, the, the European leagues, they're, they're declining. He also said that, and he said this is a league that's growing. He said the MLS, yes, they're there, but they're not where the Saudi is yet. He says they're not in that realm of a league yet. Yeah, and I mean, Saudi definitely has the money capabilities to just grow overnight, I think. But I think there's an intriguing part with the MLS where, like, 
it's not the like the framework is there for it to become a league that can really grow and there's leagues around it that are maybe going to be able to help the usl i think is going to play with uh promotion relegation with all the stuff um, in the next three years coming to the u.s too with the club world mm-hmm. champion the cl- club world cup and the actual like fifa world cup there's there's opportunity in these next couple of years to really get players and i think and create it yeah. messy within like a 24-hour period his his I think one of his best friends and teammates joined my inner Miami. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's here with somebody he likes that that's obviously got some great world experience as well. So it, it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of years, what happens there. I don't think the premier league is going away. I mean, I think that that is the best soccer in the world. But I think to, to Steph's point, I think like Liga one Bundesliga, um la liga like a lot of those leagues you hear the same names over and over again there isn't as much turnover yeah. as there is in the premier league i agree and that there's I normally think. a handful that are incredible in those mm-hmm. leagues and those are the individuals that are helping those teams in the um champions league yep typically every year but um yeah i, I do think you're right i think the saudi it's going to be also interesting to see how in the champions league how well the saudi champions do in that are they in the Champions League? They, yeah, so Champions League is is a accumulation of, of all like kind of those champions in that area. And yeah. Saudi Arabia gets to send. Typically, it's Al Nasser or interesting somebody that's. that's I didn't know that they there. were a part of the UEFA like, but that. they haven't. Um, I mean, they, they haven't made it to you know super far in the, in yeah. the knockout stages or mm-hmm. anything. But it, now that Ronaldo's there, I think maybe that's part of what he wants to be able to do. Well, and the, the I mean, there's been a couple of just um chelsea players even n'golo conte went over edward mendy went over too and those were two like world-class players from a few seasons ago so i mean our salary is getting too crazy though i mean like the saudis are setting the president a little bit but we just saw um like herbert signed half a million more annu- annually than lamar jackson which i think is crazy as much as i'm a ducks fan and herbert fan like he's getting more than lamar jackson now jalen brown, jalen brown getting 300 million contract in nba history it, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, what is going on? The like, salary cap. They're, they're, they're <laughs> like, 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 it's just every, gets, salary cap. Exactly. There is no salary <laughs> like, cap now. It's just, but it's stupid. It's like, you know, Deshaun Watson signs a deal, and that's when it became stupid. Like, his, his contract. I and mean, then if, if I'm being honest, they're probably just, they're able to play pay the players what they're ex- bringing in. That's crazy, though. Like, right. isn't it? Uh, yeah. Like, that, you know, that, that, it's, that, it's increasing so much. Like, they, they, we know inflation is with these athletes. Come on, with these athletes, they're projecting they're going to sell over three hundred or over their contract amount of merchandise, mm-hmm. you know, in their name, and, and obviously for the people they're going to bring in for the games for home and away, right? It's especially home, but still, it, it's it's the league, and you know everything's just changing now. It's a whole new world, whole new ball game. Because like if you look at it back in the day, you know, a huge contract was like what a hundred mil, yeah, right. Now we're looking at 300 mil, and, and I'm guessing by <laughs> now next there's year, a 1.1 billion <laughs> offer. Like, that, yeah, it's turned down, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, but still, like, you know, in NBA, NFL, NBA, obviously they're going to be making more money than they are for NFL players, right? But I think, in, in, you know, in, in the NFL, there's going to be a day where someone's going to sign like a five year, $400 million contract. It's going to be crazy. I also think the. Other interesting thing, too, is, like, back in the 1990s, like, Kirby Puckett signed one of the very first, like, multi-million dollar contracts. It was, like, three years for, like, $8.5 million or something like that with 
incentives and all that stuff. And that was just, you know, first Minnesota Twins multi-million dollar, but I think that was the first, like, real, like, multi-million dollar contract in the MLB, too. So, like, you look at that now, and it's like you maybe get that at, like, a vet min, or if you're a rookie, you're getting that. In, like, was that the MLB guaranteed year. for him either? Because I yeah, know, it was, like, that was his, became a clause. That was his base salary. Was. was, like, 2.2, 2.5, 2.8 years going on. And Doesn't the Mets, like, still pay someone annually? Bobby Bonilla Day. <laughs> it's uh, it's Bobby Bonilla. They've, they've, they've been paying him since 2010, and they have to pay him through, like, 2035 or something like that, I think. That's how you, that's how you it's do your 25, contract, man. It's 25 years and he's getting Don't like 1.13 1 million year if if <laughs> If, if I were ever a superstar, don't ever give it to me in one year. I'm pretty sure Spread it's it like out over 30 years, whatever. July 1st of every year, he gets 1.13 million or something like yeah, that. Yeah, nice little and paycheck to get in the mail. Bobby Bonilla Day. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the well, league anymore. Well, Mookie Betts is going to get something similar from the Dodgers, I think, at Boy, some didn't point. He, didn't, he just, didn't Mookie just sign like a huge contract with the Dodgers? Yeah. So but they're they, probably just going to extend him. They, they've deferred a lot of it off to the future to keep it off their payroll. So it's going to be Mookie Betts Day pretty soon. I think Francisco Lindor is going to get something similar from the Mets too. What about what about the the uh, the Angels? Uh, Keep, the, you know, keeping Shohei shutting down, shutting down everything. To be honest, Shohei. I'm bored. They've made a but they've made a, a splash now in the wild card conversation. They're they're only like three games out or something. And I'm not going to lie, like it, you can't. Can you stop Otani? I mean, I, I guess he went out with bat cramps yesterday because he had a shutout. Well, and yeah. then after that, he came back with two run two, home, two home run, two yeah, homers. Yeah, two. <laughs> so in game two of the doubleheader, hey, he's putting his team on his back. That's why his back was. Where ready. is Trout? <laughs> I'm bored. Where is Trout? I am he bored. Hasn't been on a highlight for the Angels in like weeks. But we talked about this. Like, I'm what, bored. Ago. We we're talking about hey, like. You know, the Angels, it, it would be stupid for them to just trade them. Right? Yeah, you're it'll saying there could be a lot of box office money that you're losing from tickets. I think, Jake, and you said that the other week. Yeah, um, I didn't want to be right, though. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the reason why I'm saying I'm bored, the reason why I wish he would be is because I want to see him go to a team that's, that's, that's more that's relevant for sure, that can make a that's deep run. That's for sure going to be in a run because, like, you talk about the player that Shohei is. Watching the World Baseball Classic was awesome. Because you got to see him put on, like, that winning mentality. Like, you know, they they got signed balls from, I think, Mike Trout or something like that before the game. Like, you know, as a, like, a, you know, all the Japan players were, you know, growing up and watching him and being like, I want to be just like him. And he's like, hey, we have to beat him now. Like, all that idolization and all that, like, wow factor. Like, we're here now and yeah. let's go win it. And, you know, he gets the ball in the ninth inning, strikes out Trout to win the World Baseball Classic, which was one of his goals. I want to see him do that in a World Series. You'll see him I just don't know. Trout. Trout wouldn't make it there. That would be him. fun. <laughs> um, but I don't know that this Angels team, I mean, they're three games out of the wild card. They they can make a run even for the division. They're only six games out of the division. But I just, I, I don't know. Are they asking, know. can he sustain it? For the rest of this year? And are they asking him to do too much? They're going to have to. For, for them to do it as a team. So like, do you guys have, think like, they have a, they have a couple months left? So well, they have August, September, mm-hmm. and then it goes into playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, look, two full months left of baseball. I there's still like it, 50 games left, basically. It, but can you do that? That's what I'm saying. Like, I is he gonna is he gonna start wearing down or like you're gonna start I, seeing him slow down? Because he 
I'm not sure. Can anybody he's been, he's, been, he's been playing good lately. I mean, it really depends on how his body is feeling, I guess, because if if he feels good, yes. But then again, like he's putting his team on his back, literally. And th- he is why they are winning games if they're winning games, right? Right. So for them to continue this, uh, it's going to be tough. You know, they're three games out right now, as you guys were saying, from just a wild card position. They have about 50 games left, as you were saying, right? So th- that's still a lot of breathing room. You know, they, they can either do something with it or, you know, they can just fall down and decline. So that's going to be I, an interesting storyline to watch because I know, obviously, he, with his doubleheader that he had yesterday, and today's July 28th. So if you're wondering, July 27th, there's a doubleheader. He pitched a shutout. And then 37 minutes later, he went and hit his first home run of two in game two. Um, it, just to see if he can, if they can keep him healthy through the year, because that will matter too. And I'm sure Otani doesn't want to like be injured. And he's competitive. So he's not going it, to, it's not like the NBA where he's going to sit out a few games just for kicks. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, unless- I, I think for me, I would want to see Otani. Um, I want to see him obviously competing at the highest stage because, like, that's you know just good. You want TV, to see that. You want drama. to see the best player competing at the highest. Level, yeah, right. But I also think the tough thing is going to be you see what he's doing right now, and he just pitched a complete game, turn around, and then he's hitting two home runs. I think that might have been a little overkill, but I also think because of the stage that the Angels are at, they just—it's like you have a young prospect. He comes in, makes a you know headline yeah. plays and whatnot, but you he's doing it every day. Like you want your best player doing stuff at the times that you need him to. And like right now for the angels, they're saying we're going all in on this. We need to ride him. And it's a way for him to say, all right, yeah, this is what and show that this is what I'm about. This is what I want to go do. I want to go achieve these goals. And as long as he's going, the team's going, but like Steph said, if he's running into injury problems or anything like that, I mean, buyers, are, are, they're they're going to be buyers. Obviously, they're for, they're oh they, their office is telling them <laughs> at that, the end of the year they need. So who else are they going to get <laughs> before the trade? Depth? I, I mean, I'm saying, are, is there are they going to go after a couple more arms for their bullpen? Are they going to go after another? I feel like that's what they would need. Mm-hmm. If I, anything. That's, that's what I was going to mention. Like they they do need more arms. There's it's and always can they uh, do, that? do they have enough? Like I, I, I don't. I guess it's I always an arms race. If you're talking about if they have the dra- uh, trade capital, remember they've already traded for Mike Mustakis and Eduardo. Escobar before the trade deadline to bolster their lineup. So in terms of that, I, I teams they, always have prospects. Yeah. Always, yeah. You know, and you don't trade um, draft picks; you trade prospects. So I think they probably have the prospects still sitting around that they, if they want to go make a big name splash, even if it's a Justin Verlander or Max Scherzer from the Mets, they could. Do I think they will? I don't know. I think, like you guys are mentioning, it's got to be bullpen arms, but the bullpen arms are so limited. Rare, rare yeah. when it comes to right now. Rid and of and that's the thing. They, they have to be able to win without mm-hmm. Shohei pitching. Yeah. If they can yeah. win without him pitching, they're going to be way they, more dangerous. They, yes. And that's how I feel like he's going to be more healthy, you know, because he, he's going to get obviously injured and unhealthy the more mm-hmm. he's pitching and obviously he's i mean he's the, are the mets well. gonna get rid of some of their arms they're also trying to make a run now too so i, I like, i'm just trying to I even think, think of teams the road back for arms. the mets is so much they, longer they, 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 they just they need spend to sell so much money 
they spent so much money. The Mets did, and yeah, they, and, and they have nothing. They have nothing to show for it. When right? you said before <laughs> at the start of this entire podcast series that we've <laughs> done, how we've been talking about the Mets for years, they never amount to anything. <laughs> yeah, they are still we, have why are we thinking that, that if they spend another hundred mil, that they'll be able to do it? Well, and I think my thing with the Mets is like. They've spent so much money and traded a lot that they've kind of just depleted their farm system too. Like you look at a Brewers, a Reds, a Dodgers, even a Giants. Like they, but they have Diamondbacks. To, they have to sell they, them, right? This this before the trade deadline, they have to sell a couple arms. Yeah, but like they have guys in reserve in their farm system, and like we we never would talk about the Brewers or the Reds like having guys in reserve in like a farm system and whatnot. Which is why I'm so excited being a Brewers fan. But like the Dodgers historically have just had guys coming through their farm system. They develop really well. Giants too have had guys come through their farm system. They develop really well. Braves, um, the the best another teams one in the league right now are, are the, the ones, ones that, that have been have able been to develop developed. their own talent. They don't need to go into the trade portal. I guess right. to go make a splash. They can be and sellers and mm-hmm. get more prospects. Yes, is what they can do. Um, the Brewers did get Carlos Santana. I'm a fan of it. Just get another bat. That's you're a good pick you're for, the that's like a pickup for you guys. You're the second worst team in terms of runs scored in the NL, and you're somehow leading your division. Offense can't hurt. Like their bullpen, I like what they've done with the bullpen backside, and then starters. We're getting more of our starters back. So pitching wise, we'll be fine. We just need more bats. Yeah. So. Um, go make a splash where you can. The guy we gave up wasn't even in our top 30 prospects. He looks like he's going to trend really well, but we also just signed two players at his position from the draft. So it's like we we ship one off. We have two who will we'll be able to more develop and stuff like that. So a lot of these trades, when you're talking about prospects, are guys that scouts in the front office have kind of deemed like, all right, we'd love to see what this guy can do, but it's also like we know that this guy can help us in this position now. So in the case of Carlos Santana, we're okay giving up an 18-year-old unproven prospect that we just signed over the winter to get a guy who is, you know, veteran proven, like, hey, he can come in and help us win now because we're in that position. Right. So. Right. Yeah, it, it, this, a lot of, lot of stories in baseball and, and news lines here that are going around with Speaking all that Speaking of stuff. stories, Boston Red Sox working their way back into a postseason race, question mark? Hey, it's it's happening. You know, they're always in the conversation. That's what I love about it, for sure, with them. They just gave away Kike Hernandez, though. <laughs> they, they, they did. Um, but I think there's going to be more moves to come. They're, they're going to look at bringing in, whether it's, uh, I think, probably another good arm. And, and again, we're talking about there being few arms out there. I think they're definitely going to be able to be in the race for some of that stuff. Um but it, it's it is good to see Beantown getting after a little bit, and they and they've been playing good against good teams. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like the Braves, it's like two out of three from the Braves. <laughs> um, so anytime that you can play well and well against teams that are really relevant when it comes to World Series talk, you got to be feeling good this time of year, and it's the right time of year to be making these runs. So I'm I'm really excited about that for them. Um, so yeah, the the Red Sox game and a half out of the wild card, they're yep. still like seven games back for the division the nl wild card there are five teams within a game of each other yeah it's it's crazy how things have kind of accordioned the way that it has because obviously the diamondbacks have been dropping quite a few games Mm -hmm. um i mean marlins too the marlins have been dropping like a rock a little bit um there's just been a lot of more more cluster than you'd think because the teams that were supposed to be doing well are kind of coming up. I mean, the Phillies have started to even make a 
you know, a run. I think they're in the, in yep. the playoffs right they're, now. They're in the wild card right now in that, like, second And they were slot. way out of it about a month ago, mm-hmm. for sure. So that's interesting. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, what's going on in in, in San Diego right now with the Padres? They just they still they, haven't been able to They have, since June 3rd, they, they have the best starting pitcher in the league in Blake Snell. And they've just they've just been sitting at five hundred for the longest. Like since June third, I think they've just been hovering at that five hundred mark. They're, they're, they're under he, five now. He's, some team's going to go get Snell. But that's what I'm. They but, he's but not the, up for trade. This is what we were trade. talking about at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, and I was just like, "What what Padres team are we going to get? Because yep. we can get one that's going to be really good." And I think you guys were saying, "Oh, you think they're going to be good because mm-hmm. they're going to get Tatis back?" And I was on the other hand, which is like, "I don't yeah. know. I don't think they're going to be as good." You know, just because I don't think the chemistry is going to be there. Yeah. And as we can see, they're not. They're, <laughs> right now, they're fourth in the NL. Yeah. In the NL West. So like. And another and the team. NL West is a good division for sure this year, but yeah, I mean they're they're not even close to. The, the, there's a gap between them. Well, <laughs> it's a gap between you know, let's say third and fourth because third and first is a matter of what three games. Yep. So. Like that's that's going to be the NL across the board is just going to be fun to watch. Except for the NL East, I think the Braves probably are just going to continue to run away with that division. Unless the Phillies just get red hot and the well, Braves falter a little bit, the Marlins right behind the Phillies. How bad too, yeah. do you so. feel for the Marlins though? Two and eight in the last ten. They they, they were a real fun story at the start of the year with was mm-hmm. it is it De La Cruz? No, uh, uh, Luis Arias. Uh, well, Arias for sure. But then yeah. is, is it De La Cruz or is uh, Jazz Chisholm? Chisholm. There's one more guy. Uh, they, they have a, a yeah. group of guys that's really yep. fun to watch, and um, and they just haven't after they, the All Stars break. It's just been like almost. Too much pressure for them to they, hold it, or they're fine at home. They just struggle a lot on the road, and I think they've just had a lot of road games. It also seems like their bats have just kind of fallen off. They have the least amount of runs scored in the NL, um, so like they they could probably use a bat or two. Um, I haven't watched a lot of the Marlins games, but I'm sure there's probably some injuries or something like that that are kind of hindering them too. I know Jazz Chisholm is usually one who's kind of up and down with injuries and stuff like that, um, but. How about this? I, I had mentioned it at the top of the season that a team that scared me in the Central wasn't the Reds, wasn't the Pirates, was the Cardinals, but the Cardinals haven't been uh, backing that up. It was the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Dude, and they won last night to get back to 500. The entire Six year they've been wins. the only plus run differential in that division. Yeah, and, they're pl- and it's they're not like plus five rolling. either. They're plus 55. Yeah. Yeah, six in a row though. I mean, that's and and they have a the Cy Young can, candidate or, in Justin Steele and Marcus Stroman too. Like they they're playing pretty well. I think biggest streak um, in the majors right yeah, now. Win streak. I, I was talking to a Cubs fan and he was like, "Yeah, I want to see him add some corner infielders, whether it's a first baseman or a third baseman, because right now Cody Bellinger is actually playing first base and he wants to see him more out in the outfield." But how about that division though? Make, stepping up big time. We, yeah. we when we talked about how the NL Central, Central and the AL Central the, the Centrals were, both were just horrible. And the NL Central, like, I mean, it's it's a lot deeper right now mm-hmm. for sure than I think any of us thought really was it, it was going to be. Yeah, and I mean, the Brewers and the Reds making use of their farm systems, calling up prospects. I think you know we saw that on display. Um, Brewers called up Sal Freelich, who had the debut of a lifetime, went three for three. Two RBIs, including the game-winning RBI, had two catches at the wall. I think robbed a home run, and one was just at the wall on the other one. Like, 
huge debut. Then you talk about, you know, debut seasons and Ellie De La Cruz and what he's been able to do. The Brewers actually held him in check over nine games. I think he went like three for 22, had two home runs, murdered a baseball, ended up in the county over from American Family Field. He hit it out of the stadium on the fly, I'm pretty sure. Uh, The fan that got it was ironically from Boston, um, ran out, got the ball, and then had to buy a ticket to get back in. (laughs) 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 Um, And then, yeah, so what De La Cruz has been doing, what Sal Freelich did in his first week in the majors, Joey Weimer robbed De La Cruz at um, first pitch of the game. Um, So, yeah, like the... They've had young guys coming in. Bryce Turang, another one for the Brewers who's come in. Spencer Steer for the Reds. And uh, Christian Encarnacion Strand, the longest name in the majors, also been making an impact for the Reds and stuff. So two teams who are using their younger talent to win ball games And have good young talent. And have good young talent, too. Um, both, I think, have a top 10 farm system in the majors at the start of the year. So um, using that talent now, a game and a half between them, I think it equates out to three based on games played. Um, because the Brewers also own the tie break. So even if the Reds were to tie, the Brewers would still win the division as things stand. So still two months left to go in the season, though. So yeah, no, it should be a good series this weekend with the Red Sox, Giants, and then the Twins. Hopefully, can sweep the Royals. <laughs> Red Sox, Giants. Then we have Reds, Dodgers, and then Brewers, Braves. I mean, Yankees, Orioles. Yankees could be in the hurt bag after that series this weekend. Um, do we think the Yankees are going to do anything? <sighs> I feel like they always try, but this year they're, they're just, too far back. They're they're not. It, it, it's surprising because obviously the Yankees seem, always seem to be relevant, and like you guys were saying, like they haven't won a World Series in your guys's lifetime, <laughs> or like since oh, you guys can remember watching really two thousand nine. And, and so yeah, yeah, because I, I remember I'm you saying that stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know, I gotta watch this. Uh, but yeah, it's. It's crazy to me because it, it seems like they've gone nowhere when Judge has been injured, mm-hmm. and it's it's not just him. Like there's just so many issues. They have so much money tied up in superstars that are home run type well, hitters. Well, 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 that's the thing. Can teams win without their superstar? So if a team can win without their superstar, then it's a team. Then it's a team, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> because if you can't win without your superstar, then you're kind of in the hole, and you're kind of just you know basing everything off what what they can do. Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, they're obviously they're not doing anything without him. Um, him being injured, you know, now they're last in the AL the AL East. It's going to be kind of hard for them to get back into it, even though you know they would have a record that would be you know leading the AL Central yeah. right now. <laughs> It's it's like, we're we're over a hundred games past now. Like there's what maybe sixty games left. We're kind of at that point. Somewhere. Something yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they would be leading the AL Central, but they're bottom of the AL East. They're only three games back of the AL Wild Card, but it still feels like it's so much because of how talented that it's still a stretch. It, AL it, is. I mean, the AL West. They'd still they'd be fourth right now. I think. Yeah, they'd be fourth. Right, they'd right be fourth or third, but yeah, you're right, still towards the bottom of that yeah. division. Yeah, yeah. With how good it is, I mean, the Rays have been dropping too. And if and if you ask me, I still take the Angels and the Mariners over the Yankees. To be honest, I just for me, I think the Mariners are better than their record says. They just haven't been able to put things together, especially on the road. But they have a plus minus of plus thirty. 
I mean... I think a lot of it just comes down to timely hitting. They're down two games on the road. It's not like, like they haven't been winning on the road. It, it, two, you know, they're almost 500 on the road. Well, so. in the series, but they also played more home games by like four or five games. So they have mm-hmm. more road games ahead than they do home games. And I think, too, you They're look at the tough. twin series of this past weekend, they were down 2-1 heading into the ninth. They get the lead and then immediately end up giving up a game-tying double to Max Kepler. Yeah. And they came back, or the twins came back and won that game. So it's it's tough when you have those games when it's close like that and you can't pull it out, in my opinion, obviously. but um, Well, uh, talking about kind of stars and whatnot, how about some some football news here with Burrow being carted off the field. Do we think, yeah. have they said, do they think it's going to be I serious? Think it's a cramp. I, I, I like think I, it was I, a cramp too. I saw the video and I'm yeah, just yeah. like, I'm just like, it's either a cramp that either happened in his, uh, in his hamstring or, or, strained or, or, or just strain or something. It's not going to be, it can't be, it, it, it won't be serious. It, I, I think if anything, he might be out a couple weeks, but I don't think it was like, a, I don't think it was like yeah. a, a ligament. Because I took but him the first headline, in my fantasy draft. I, I saw the headline and I was like, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and know. then I saw the video like you're talking about and I was kind of like, like, yeah, he really? just kind of like hobbled off, but like uh, it could be dehydration too, de- dehydration cramps. But that like, team would not be the same without him. It, it won't. So if he if there was something to happen there, I mean, we talk about if it's a team luckily, without a superstar. Luckily for for the uh, the Bengals, like they have a fantastic offense. I don't know how well the they, you know, they do the the, key, the second QB is going to be, you know. But if that was the case, like I'd hope they still make it to the playoffs with the offense that they have behind them. They yep. officially listed it as a calf strain. It was a strain? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he, so should be fine. he, could, he could be, depending upon the grade, he could be back, like, even by the first preseason game. They probably wouldn't play him. But Honestly, he could be back, like, next week if he yeah. just yeah. roll it out. I mean, really, and, and go, you know. Go see the trainers. So, hopefully by next week, you know, quarterbacks are, are killing it because Purdy was cleared to play, too. Mm. And so he's he's now able to get into some some stuff and do OTAs and well, everything. Well, who, who are you hoping is Lance the starting QB then for, for I San just, Francisco? I, I, I honestly Whoever's going to be the best. I, I hope Trey Lance has a great... <laughs> no, I kidding. hope Trey Lance has a good career wherever he ends up like playing when he starts. But we... I mean, Jordan Love sat for how many years? Aaron Rodgers sat for how many years? Like, it's okay. Like, I'm okay with Trey Lance sitting a couple more years and I think he's probably just... He just wants to be somewhere to play. Um I just you want to see him in Minnesota. That's where you want I to see him. I wouldn't mind seeing him in Minnesota, and and I think I I like Kirk Cousins enough to be okay with him being here right now because I don't know if we have a team to surround Trey Lance to keep him healthy, and uh, like we gotta have an old line to keep him healthy because he just well if that's the case, then wouldn't you want a quarterback that's a little bit more mobile? Mobile, yeah. Yeah, I just I don't, I don't want to see him just get knocked in the backfield five hundred times because you're not wrong. They don't, they, don't, they, they don't have a running back anymore. We, to protect them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that I mean that can kind of maybe segue us into some running back talk. And before we kind of dive into divisions here, Saquon signs his one year deal. Jacob hasn't reported to camp yet. Um, and then about those two kind of like Colts owner players? Jim Ursay said that. Uh, uh, let's see. There was the whole uh, Zoom call with all the big name running, running backs, backs and stuff. Yep. Um, and that Jim Ursay, owner of the Colts, said that uh, the idea of paying franchise tagged running backs more money um, is that some agents are selling in, quote, bad faith during the middle of Jonathan Taylor contract talks. So, I mean, like, um, think- 
Just like, common sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know. Like I my thought process is this: running backs are doing more in terms of just like being able to be pass catchers out of the backfield, running, you know, blocking, blocking different things like that. For me to have a good, competent running back that can do all of that, they deserve to get paid hey. more. Like it's the same. It's the money. same ideal with uh, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. You know, those two are two players who have said like they would rather just stay on their team because they love playing for those teams and stuff like that versus um, taking a bigger paycheck and stuff. But for the amount that they do, not only in the passing game, blocking game, running, you know, stuff like that. They're a weapon in more ways than one. Same thing with a lot of these running backs. I mean, you look at Saquon Barkley. Same you look at it, it, Jonathan playing, Taylor. They're just playing in the backfield rather than playing yeah. on the line, right? Yeah. So, in, in a way, like if you're paying these tight ends th- this type of money as well, why are you not paying the running mm-hmm. backs? Right. That's probably going to be used more. Yeah. Than, than and a, a running end. back's going to pull defenses out of their their defensive you know scheming or game plan because they're going to see a back in the backfield or a fullback and another back in the backfield or they're going to see them you know split mm-hmm. out and so the running back really forces the defense to audible or change their mind or have to think about other options that the offense could be running so it it, it is an intriguing like storyline here to start the season with this whole running back situation and how that's going to kind of especially out. when you have a running back that can just like break away and give you like a forty yard TD. Mm-hmm. He's like, the face you, of that franchise. <laughs> what are you He's doing? the face of the franchise. Like, like those are like, those are some yeah. of the most exciting plays to watch in the game is a running back yeah. getting the ball in the backfield and taking it at home. You know to to the end zone. Yeah, like <laughs> and I mean I've grown up watching Monte Ball, Melvin Gordon. James White, Jonathan Taylor, now Braylon Allen at Wisconsin, who have just been able to, you know, in a sense, carry teams to Rose Bowls, Big Ten Championships, you name it. I mean, uh, a core memory of mine was watching Wisconsin have, like, what, nine rushing touchdowns against Nebraska in the Big Ten Championship game. Wisconsin's always been, like, like they've always running been back running back you. Of Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, and so it, 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 up there it, for sure. For watching, yes, yes. for watching that, though, like, and watching how key the running back is to that team and just to football. Like, for me, watching passing was just always like, oh, yeah, that's always kind of like the second option in yeah. a sense. And well, you I mean, need a good— Saquon broke, like, every record that there was in, in a regular season, basically. Yeah. And then um, uh, Jonathan Taylor before him was mm-hmm. lighting it up, obviously. So, so had, it was kind of like the whole Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers that you've seen in your lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> the running backs yeah. you've seen in Wisconsin in your lifetime for, pretty impressive. For me, it's always just been like you need a good running game to kind of set up the passing game too, I think. And if you have great backs that can help add that deception of, you know, the defense having to say we have to game plan around stopping Jonathan Taylor. Because like that's, that's what they do, though. But that's yeah. how those, those, those teams scheme to have a running back be effective, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you can have... Teams where it's like, you know, Tom Brady in New England, like they're, they're running back. I mean, yeah, you it's can running name back a couple every year, but it's, yeah. it's running back by committee. Kansas City, it's not like they've got a crazy superstar running back yeah. there. That's fine. But the teams that are running back, like oriented, Tennessee, uh, Indianapolis, New York Giants, like yep. th- these are teams that the face of their franchise is the running back. Like he's the I, best I, player on the I team. Just, I just can't get past. <laughs> You know, the Giants paying Daniel Jones that much money and not paying Shaquan anything. Like, it's got to be, it's just a QB market. 
you, you got to hold on to something that's okay for QBs because if you don't, you end up with Baker Mayfield and whoever else. I and, still and throw Daniel Jones in that conversation. Dude, they picked Daniel Jones in the first round but, but back I'm, in the day. I, I just, <laughs> still, it surprised everybody. Still, still the thing, I, there's more production coming out of Barkley than there is of Daniel Jones. And I'm not saying Daniel Jones is a scrub because he's not a scrub. But at, at the end of the day, he's, he's, not, Saquon he's, Barkley. he's not a top 10 quarterback in the league. But he, they're paying him like a top ten quarterback. Everybody in the should just pay their men based on what rating they have on Madden. <laughs> no, Madden's garbage. We're at, nope, because nope. Saquon would be invalid. ranked as a ninety. No, invalid. We, 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 we can't invalid. Can't do that. We can't invalid. Just, just no. Cheer it out. Saquon would be ranked what a ninety-seven. Would Daniel Jones be like a seventy-four? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, so, so you'd fix that problem right away. Who? Uh, Waller's in New York now too. Um, so you probably pay that man more than Daniel Jones. You could make a list of people you're paying more than Daniel Jones. You could, uh, if I'm being honest, York. you can probably find a better QB that's not on the team right now than Daniel Jones. Cam Newton. I was going to say that, but you know. <laughs> I know you were. I know you were. Um, we we, we got to get into I running can't, backs. I, this is I our, can't go that this is far, our, but our, that's our running fine. back talk here. We're going to start west again. Move east. We're going to start with NFC. Move to the AFC. NFC West. I'll go, Everybody's I'll, below I'll run the Niners. Down. I'll run down. I'll run down the, uh, the the running back lists here. So we got San Francisco. You got McCaffrey in the backfield with Elijah Mitchell, and then of course you're a homer with Green Bay's uh, Juice. <laughs> Isn't uh, he's their fullback? You check. Oh, was Baltimore. He never played for who was? Oh, I thought I thought he I thought he did. I thought he played for Green Bay. No, he played for Baltimore. Okay, so that's their backfield. You got uh, for Seattle. You got Kenneth Walker the third. Uh, you actually got Charbonnet from Charbonnet from uh, UCLA, who's a beast last Walker. year. So Seattle actually improved their backfield with the backup for Kenneth Walker the well, third because Charbonnet is really good. I well, mean, he plays downhill. He's going to be a third down goal line quarterback or running back. See, I see a lot of teams they don't want to pay running backs, right? But th- th- that's another option for them to do is get young running backs that are going to be on the rookie contract. That's why I think these franchises are doing it because the quarterback you got to learn the systems you got to be able to run it running backs you're like okay yeah you're learning a system but it's not they're like a puzzle piece you can kind of yeah, just yeah, yeah. throw them in there and if it if it fits it fits if it doesn't then you go on to the next thing right you can't really do that as much with a quarterback because a quarterback you want to see more development you want them to see them for a few more years hence the denver broncos with russell wilson yeah right um even sean payton said like what they did last year was insane. You know, like he said, they need to flip everything that they're doing for this upcoming year because that was the worst coaching job that he's ever seen a head coach do in a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm just, I'm curious to see how well he plays or Russell Wilson plays under uh, Sean Payton um, rather than last year. But I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, it's just like, yeah, so is, uh, when it comes to the other running backs in that NFC West, James Conner and uh, rookie Amari DiMarcado is probably going to be backup for James Conner. Now, this is the backup for TCU who played in the championship because of the injury to the other guy. But they're they're pretty thin at backfield, Arizona. Um, we already talked about how, in, in, in general, like, you know, Kyler Murray, what can he do there? He doesn't have a lot of help. In the backfield, James Conner. Now, James Conner's great, 
<laughs> but he, he he's not elite. He's no, he's good, not. He's, but not, he's elite. not elite, and he does. He's it's, he doesn't stay healthy all year either. My thing is, yeah, there's the health factor. I think with James Conner, I would say you could probably plan on like 800 rushing yards and like 300. He's not a bad yards. back. He's gonna. He's do not what a bad. He, he's he's kind of like he's a Kirk average. Cousins he's for average. quarterback. He's, I would, he's, he's above position. average. Yeah, I, guess. I would he's say he's above average. I just I think the injuries have really hampered what he could have been because when he came when he burst onto the scene after backing up Le'Veon Bell like he was great but it could have just been that the system was there for him to come into as well so I don't don't think Kyler has any weapons either (laughs) no no well and yeah we'll get to that next week with wide receiver talk the uh the the LA Rams now their backfield is interesting too because it's very similar to Arizona they got Cam Akers who's who they're kind of going with is their guy and then Zach Evans is a rookie from Ole Miss, and he's a guy that's supposed to kind of be almost like a Swiss Army knife. They want to be the Rams scheme a lot, obviously. Um, you know, more on offense with I think their running backs more than just like running downhill. So I think he could take a lot of reps away from Cam Akers this year. Um, but I totally forgot to talk about this with the Rams. So Stetson Bennett is backing up Stafford. Yeah, in L.A. Yep. Both of them are Georgia Bulldogs. Yep. Um, so I think in that in that quarterback room, it'll be interesting to see how well Stafford and Bennett get along um, because I think Stafford probably, you know, likes Bennett quite a bit. So we talked a little bit about, mm-hmm. obviously, quarterbacks a lot last week. But um, running back-wise, I, I do agree with you, Jake, and I think San Francisco is one. I think Seattle's right there, though, because if Charbonnet plays out, like, I mean, Seattle's going to be using their running backs, I think, quite a bit. Um, we all know the coaching there is elite. And so uh, I think San Francisco, Seattle are one two, one and two A. And then I think there's quite a bit of a drop for running back to, to Arizona and the Rams in my eyes. I completely forgot about Kenneth Walker at Seattle. I was still thinking it was Chris Carson. Not going to lie. <laughs> so yeah, for Kenneth me, Walker for took me, over last year. Yeah. Walker Walker is a fantastic back. I do think, though, and McCaffrey. He's for Geno, too. Yeah. Like, like, to be able to have a guy like well, him mm-hmm. in the backfield. Geno could run the ball as well. It, it, it's He's a receiver. He's like a Percy Harvin-esque. Mm, I can't. You don't think so? I can't. Runs out of the I think, I think he's he is a great bat. Like, especially for what he became at Michigan, I think he's a guy that you could definitely hand the ball off 20, 30 times. I think he's that kind of back. And I know that Gino can move the pocket. He can run the ball. But I think Gino's first instinct Wait, who, is... who are you talking about? Kenneth Walker. Who are you talking about? Where, weren't you guys just talking about Debo Samuel? No. No? Oh, Kenneth Walker. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about San Francisco because you started McCaffrey. No, I said McCaffrey one. Elijah Mitchell's McCaffrey one. They're number two for running back. In my head, I'm thinking Debo Samuel. So that's why I said Percy Harvin. All right, well, Debo Samuel can be three. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he he solidifies San Francisco Mm. being number one for running back if he is used a lot in the backfield. He is Percy Harvin-esque. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk about it next week. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I do think there's, like I said, quite a bit of a gap between San Francisco, I think so Seattle, too. Arizona, and the Rams. I think, though, like if Connor can get a full season in, I think he could definitely move up. Um, and if Kyler's healthy, I mean, there's a lot of ifs, right? And that yeah. is Kyler Murray has to be healthy. Um, they've they got Marquise to protect Brown. him. They have Marquise Brown. They do have Marquise Our Brown. They, they, Brown. They, they, no, they, they actually have Steph a decent. Steph just keeps nudging in wide receivers. I'm, so, I'm sorry. They have a. I'm just. I, I just looked up their roster. They have five. Yeah, QBs. yeah, yeah. They yeah. have five QBs. I'm dead Trace McSorley is still there. No, they have. Uh, 
I was just on. Page. Well, by the time have, that the season starts, they'll be down to they two. They have or Colt three. McCoy. They, they do. <laughs> yeah, he did start a couple he of games last year. Played quite a bit last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, where was it? Um, what let's a see. Back, how, how about you know Colt McCoy? Round of applause yeah. for that man being Col- Col- back. Colt McCoy. Century mate. Clayton Toon. David Blow. I think that's how you pronounce it. Blow. Blow. I don't know. Blow. Lions guy. He's a Lions guy. And then they have Jeff Driscoll. A lot of journeymen. A lot of journeymen. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> finish out my Kyler Murray to finish succeed. finish out my ranking. So 49ers, Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, or vice versa. Cardinals, Rams, but I could be convinced otherwise too. It, it really kinda, matters how Zach Evans is used in that backfield because he yeah. could light them up or mm-hmm. he could help them out a lot more. Steph, how about you? That same order? You thinking? Um, come back to me. I'm sorry. So you're the last one. Oh, I am. Yeah, I got San Francisco, oh. Seattle, Arizona, and then the Rams. All right, we're back to you now. One, one to four. Um, I think the rookies are going to play a lot in this because you got Charbonnet as a rookie for Seattle. You got you got uh, nope, Dem- not that one. Demarcado Yep, from TCU for Arizona, and then you got Zach Evans from Ole Miss for the Rams. So there's three backups that are rookies. I'm trying to find the right one to get to Steph. Hold on. So we went through it last okay, week, okay, and I, okay, I, okay. I forgot the order. experience matters, okay. McCaffrey, Elijah okay. Mitchell, and then um, Stephon's, Stephon's. Okay, okay. go on to it. Debo Samuel. <laughs> Let's get rid We're nope. talking about NFC West, right? So, San Francisco. Okay. He's going to reinvent the wheel here. It's going to go San Francisco, Seattle, and it's probably going to be Arizona, and then the, the Rams probably after that. Deja vu. <laughs> we, made it through. we made it through the <laughs> NFC West, everybody. There we go. All right, which one are we going to? Because we got to give them NFC okay. North. NFC North stuff. Okay, here's here's and the we're running, running back. I'm give you all all, all of them. <laughs> okay, Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon. No, it's gonna go. It's gonna go Green Bay. <laughs> oh, he's on it already. It's gonna be Green Bay. I agree with you on that. Green uh, Bay have the best running back backfield. It's probably gonna go Detroit, Minnesota, and then Chicago. I'm, I'm give me, give me Detroit. A little give bit. me Minnesota and Chicago. So Ch- Chicago has uh, Khalil Herbert and then Deonta Foreman, um, who I believe he was a starter for the Panthers before McCat or um, he was a starter for the Panthers last year. So there's a little bit. I was going to see if you guys thought there was going to be a running back battle because legitimately Deonta Foreman is a guy who has started in the past, mm-hmm. and now he goes in and Khalil Herbert is. Um, you know, we all, we all know that he's utilized a lot from the backfield too in the passing game. He's um, kind of that dual threat running back, if you can say. Whereas Deonta Foreman is kind of that third down guy, can get touchdowns, is a guy. So it, that that they have a shared backfield now. Okay. So legitimately, Chicago can do some something there. You're wondering about Minnesota. Yeah, Alexander Madison obviously is yep. is the guy. Um, if he gets hurt, Minnesota season screwed because they don't have a backup. Their backup guy that's there even worth talking about is a fullback, CJ Ham. <laughs> and and if you you guys have probably heard his name because he yep. does score touchdowns. He plays he, on the goal line. He also was at a uh, track meet. That was fun. Yeah, that was yeah. actually really cool. Um, so in general, th- they're. They're very thin at running back. My my order goes Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, number one for Green Bay. Um, you got David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, who has some crazy wide receiver skills as well. So he's a yep. guy that can be dual threat. Detroit might be one just because of how like 
he can be schemed this mm-hmm. year. Craig Reynolds has been loved there. If you guys uh, watched, um, what's the, what's the show? Not not Hard Knocks. Guys. Thank you, Hard Knocks. Craig Reynolds is a guy that's just loved in the G- Detroit locker room. And then Muhammad Ibrahim, Ibrahim Ooh. from the Golden Gophers, who was injured a lot of last year, but like he's a guy that could be good. He was really good on the Gophers. in the NFL, but he could be good in the NFL. So they they're deep. Yep. When it comes to that. so But I've got Green Bay 1, Detroit 2, Chicago 3, and then Minnesota 4 for running backs. Uh, Green Bay 1, Detroit 2. Um, and then, I mean, Madison is a very good running back, but they don't hey. have a lot of depth behind no, them. If you consider Justin Fields a running back as well, then I got to put them <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. He's going to have the most rushing yards on that team. <laughs> but, hey, you know what? He's, if We're some people do with the way they with the way backs. they schemed him, I guess yeah. But um, well, they're no. gonna have to if they don't if they don't have any depth, they're gonna have to use him a little bit. But I wouldn't. I mean, third and goal, third and short. Who are you using? You're not using Jefferson out of the backfield. You're probably not using. I mean, Alexander you're Madison. Six, you're using your six five running back. I mean, quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I so to finish out, I think <laughs> Bears three, Vikings four. Okay, yeah, I and I, I think the Minnesota is one of the teams similar to uh, we'll get to Cincinnati later, but is a team that could do with getting a running back here before the season starts. It's they they need it. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Like that's something so, that they need to do. So are we going south with the Cowboys? We're going or NFC south. With the- south this, yeah, it's NFC South, not to Dallas like we did <laughs> last time. But so this is going to be New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Um, New Orleans has Alvin Kamara, obviously Jamal Williams. He has so to be healthy, though. We're talking about we're talking about Jamal Williams from Detroit, who they, is, they is the, the, the salsa the... dancer in the end zone, or mm-hmm. <laughs> salsa reggae, uh, all of it, merengue. He likes to shake meringue, it. lemon anime. meringue pie, anime. He does. Anime. Eno Benjamin, <laughs> anime from Arizona coming <laughs> over. Anime. Eno Benjamin is, is in the we're backfield. Talking about his touchdown dances. Um, I know, but he yeah. does like anime stuff. And, and then Kendra stuff. Miller. What's his nickname? First Swag Kaskage or whatever. Yeah. We're yeah, just going to keep talking over done this. He's trying to <laughs> set the table. My gosh. <laughs> Bunch of amateurs here. It's amateur hour. Hey, I'm watching Ken- F1. Kendra Miller from TCU. This is the starting <laughs> running back from last year for TCU before he got injured before the championship game. He had an MCL sprain prior to the title game last year, but he is really their like fourth option. And he's very versatile. So uh, New Orleans has a b- bunch of options. Atlanta, Cordero Patterson has basically become a running back there. But they they just they just signed Bijan Bijan Robinson, who we all know that he's going to be very uh, useful in the backfield and out of the backfield. And then Ty- Tyler Algier, um, who last year was able to kind of spring into his own um, a little bit there. Carolina has Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard. Um, and then Tampa Bay's got Rashad White and Sean Tucker from Syracuse, who they're hoping can be a little bit like a Fournette because Fournette is not there anymore. And then Chase Edmonds is their third, is their kind of like third running Chase back. Chase Edmonds, is, wow, that was a struggle. Chase Edmonds Chase is their Edmonds three. Is their three? I think he's going to be behind Sean Tucker from Syracuse because he's a guy that's like I said. I think they're they're hoping that he's filling in what Fournette was able to do. So my order is is New Orleans 1, Atlanta 2, Carolina 3, and Tampa Bay 4. Um, I did that. Think about? I think I think there's potential for 
Robinson and Patterson to jump. And Algier. Algier last year got a lot of running back snaps last year. And he was a fifth rounder, too. Yep. Um, But, yeah, I think those three. I'm talking about Atlanta last week with the buzz a little bit. So Those three, I think, have the capabilities to jump what New Orleans can do. I think a lot of it will come down to scheme, but I also think given that Atlanta has already established that running back scheme kind of with Patterson and Algier. Now you're adding the athlete that is Bijan Robinson. I could see him jump. You know what? That's a good backfield. Atlanta over New Orleans. Wow. Wow. Honestly, I had to say the same thing because New Orleans have to be I love healthy. you guys. They have to be healthy. <laughs> I no, wanted no, to no, say that I just no, didn't have no, the guts. No, they have to be healthy because if we look at it, New Orleans, they're not just you know running backs, but their team in general mm-hmm. is always hurt. Yeah. Right? They're always injured. So if they're not healthy, then obviously I think the Atlanta the Atlanta Falcons are going to be uh, number one in that division. Mm-hmm. But but there is that but. If New Orleans can be uh, healthy throughout the you know the entirety of the season, I say they'll be number one. Yeah. But that's the but. I'm just excited with how this New Orleans-Atlanta rivalry is already setting up for this year again because mm-hmm. that rivalry is always fun to watch. Um, we seem to get some good late-night games when it comes to yeah. like Sunday night, Monday night football games, the New Orleans and, and Atlanta games. This, Whenever they play, it's always a great game. And this yes. year, those two teams should be the best in that division for yeah. sure. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, the Saints should be the number one team in that division. And it honestly shouldn't even be that close. If I'm being it shouldn't completely be close. honest, they, ha- they have the best quarterback in that division. Mm-hmm. And it's by far yep. the best quarterback in that division. So it's not even close. But it's also going to come down to who has the best team. And I think especially with the playmakers that the Falcons have at that running back position, if they're able to run the ball and even do halfback swings, halfback screens, and different things like that. Hey, if Ritter's improved too. And Ritter, yeah. I'm just saying. I know that I've been more high on him than than you have for sure, Steph, when it comes to just quarterbacks. But if he can be even, you know, just closer to what Derek Carr is, like Atlanta's got a good chance with the young group they've got for receivers. If he can show back something, man. Hey, show I mean, if he that's can take care of the ball and complete something. passes, that's all he's got to do. It's the same thing with, like, a Jordan Love. Like, yeah, he has a team around him. Don't turn yeah. it over. Just yeah, don't turn yeah. it over. Take care of the ball, and you'll be fine. Did you did you do your top four? You guys put, you put, you both put we, Atlanta We both there, put Atlanta over and then went Saints, Panthers, Buccaneers. Buccaneers is four. Yeah. Yep. Um, Buccaneers not getting a lot of love this year, guys. No, Maybe Tom Brady backs, left. You guys have been. Not with Baker been, Mayfield at QB. Down there. <laughs> But you don't like Kyle Trask? You don't like the resurgence happening? Hey, hey, I like Baker, and I loved him at Oklahoma, but he he showed me something for, like, what, one season with the Browns? Yep. And he hasn't been that great ever since. Nope. And and if we look at last year when he played for the Rams, what, the end of the season, right? He had that one good game because he had that last, what, two-minute drive down the field and scored a touchdown. Like, that, that right there, if you just sat there and watched that, uh, one drive. sequence yep. <laughs> it was like 20 minutes long mm-hmm. because there are so many like replays going replays, on penalties <laughs> like, like you're looking like Time what's outs. going on like you know he he got blessed with whatever happened and then mm-hmm. obviously that helped him land the position at tampa bay i mean there might be only five quarterbacks that could really go into tampa bay and do a good job and <laughs> my the, other thing was too NFL. There wasn't right really quarterbacks in free agency that were like worth going after and trying to pay they just don't based off of just there. history and different things. And they also didn't have a pick to try and go and get. Granted, um, what's his face with the Titans? Uh, the guy I said that was going to go fifth to the Seahawks in our mock draft. What's his name? 
What position does he play? Quarter, Will Levis. Okay. Oh, yeah, Levis. Will Levis right. was there at pick 18 when they picked, but I think they went um, defensive line or something like that, which was yeah, smart. Yeah, because they'd lost their, well, their, their linebacker yep. and just lost their do- his daughter mm-hmm. in, in that pool accident. Yeah. So. so I think with um, them going defense and stuff like that, too, it was just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, they're in building mode for sure. So um, NFC East. We got the uh, the Giants with Saquon Barkley and James Robinson from the Jets, as well as uh, Matt Breida um, from, I think he played for Miami. Yeah. Um, and then Washington has Brian Robinson Jr., who obviously last year made a huge splash. Antonio Gibson still there. And then Chris Rodriguez Jr. from Kentucky, who is a beast of a man. I mean, he, he was able to help Kentucky have double-digit wins in the SEC. <laughs> like. Shout out him, man. Um, Not just a basketball school. No. Um, in Philly, you've got Rashad Penny there now, who I'm, I've am i been a big fan of for a long time. Man. Yep. I, I love that guy, San Diego State guy. We don't talk a lot about San Diego State football, but basketball here. But Rashad Penny, Kenneth Gainwell is there, Boston Scott, who I just feel like has just been an animal every year, and then DeAndre Swift is in Philly as well. Also, during quarterback week, I don't think we talked about this, but Mariota and Ian Book are backing up Hurts. In Interesting. Philly. So I didn't know that, um, but I found that out this week. I, I say I say Mariota being on the Eagles, backing up Hurts, is that, I say that is a... Benefit in the quarterback no, it is. locker room. No, it, it is. It's, it's honestly, it's great for Philly because, obviously, you know, like last year when Hurts got injured, you, you threw someone else, and I think it was... Um, it was Gardner Minshew. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't yeah. have the same skill set right. at, at, at yeah. all. He's, he's, but he's not Minshew mobile. still played pretty well he's in that Dallas game. He, he's, he a play, quarterback. He, he's a capable quarterback. He's a capable quarterback, but he's not as mobile. Yeah. Right. So the offense has to change. When you mm-hmm. bring in Mariota, the offense does not have to change. Based Nearly on, as much. You know exactly. So yeah. yeah. And Ian Book, I know a lot of people were really high on him in college. I don't know Notre Dame. Right? Dame. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I don't think he's he, he's he's probably your third string there. But yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, they have they've still got running backs that are can play like Rashad Penny, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, DeAndre Swift, all great. And then Dallas uh, to kind of round out the NFC East here: Tony Pollard, uh, Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State, who um, had a pretty good year, but he's also one of the Dallas scouts sons yep yeah so yep, like yep. he ended up there you know and you know have it as you will but then also a shout out to hunter loopkey from ndsu who is currently on the roster as well um playing for the bison doing his time there so it'll be interesting to see if he can make the team um but yeah they don't you know i i think that's my order though giants washington philly and then dallas i think philly can jump over washington potentially and new york but i just think those top three teams for running backs are so good. We know that Washington is going to get a lot of production from their running backs because their quarterback isn't Jalen Hurts. <laughs> um, and we, we know who Saqu- Saquon Barkley is in, in for New York Giants. So I think I got Giants 1, Washington 2, Philly 3, and I think they're all really close. And then I actually think it's a drop-off to Dallas just because of how many weapons they have. I think it's a lot. Cl- I like this might be the best division for running backs. Yeah, I, I agree um, with you there. I don't think they're done I either because didn't one of you say didn't Steph was it you that brought up Ezekiel Elliott looking to go back to Dallas or was yeah, that, it was yeah, a, it yeah. was on like I, a vetman, but I don't I don't think he's gonna. Go I don't back. think he'll go back. But you know, if they're still looking for a running back, that's mm-hmm. telling me that they want to improve their backfield that, options. They really don't have a lot 
be on Tony Pollard Pollard. because Deuce Deuce Vaughn, he might be okay. And then the guy from NDSU. He's not what they would want because Pollard is more of that receiving speed back. And if they already have that, Vaughn is not necessarily that. um, Hunter Loopke would, though, because they're power runners from NDSU. Like, mm -hmm. they just run it right at you. But you also have the capabilities of bringing back, like, a Zeke or somebody like that, too, to, like, bolster that still. I think my rankings, Saquon, just because he's the best back in the division and at least when healthy he's one of the best healthy. in the nfl yeah and he's top two in the nfc and i think he goes one james robinson who from the jets obviously he had some good years in jacksonville as well yep. so james robinson's like a good backup and then matt Breida is matt Breida well. is fantastic too um i go philly to washington you don't, you don't like the Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson combo I just think Philly's, with Chris Rodriguez being added there? Philly's running back room gets utilized very, very well. Yeah. And I feel like that... Well, they don't have to just use the running backs mm-hmm. either. They can use the quarterback. Yeah. And now that they have so, Mariota, it even helps even more. Just in <laughs> terms in terms of that, for me, I think it's... Um, but a close Philly. three, you think, still? I think, it's three, a, think? I think it's close just throughout the board. Like, this is probably the closest division where I could be swayed either way because Tony Pollard's a fantastic back, too, that it feels criminal yeah. to put Dallas fourth I mean, in the, the division. I'm from putting Washington but I think, four. You're putting what? I'm putting Washington four. I think just with where the, the division as a whole is at, you could go either way. But I think Pollard. Dallas three, Washington four. Bald last year, but was mm-hmm. Pollard, Pollard that bald. good? Because like he, he kind of played good. a role with Elliot. I no, mean, obviously he, Elliot he was took a, a back he, seat he, to he, him. Yeah, he did. But Elliot was also like, I think coming into last year, Elliot was still the guy that a lot of teams were. Hey, you know, Elliot's the running back in Dallas, and Pollard kind of like he made a name for himself. In, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Dallas last year. So this is the first did. year that every team has obviously a ton of film on Pollard. So yeah. I, but I, I, I'm not again. I'm not disagreeing with you guys. I think this division, like you're saying. Jake and could be the best one of the best divisions, but but what's hard about it backs. is that they really only have one really good back. Yeah, it's it's not like it's a one two punch. They have yep. a really they have one really good back, and then they have a back that can get the job done. Yep. Uh, you know, if you look at it last year, and we talk about Dallas, right? Supposedly the guy that was really good was Zeke, right? Yep. And then Pollard was. Is you know person that just supposed to come in and you know pretty he much just, stole that job. He, he, did. he stole like, the he job. He went in. He's like, I'm well, taking this. He and played he, better. <laughs> he owned it. Yeah. So, uh, I my order. I'm gonna go Giants. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Philly, Dallas, and then Washington. Okay. Yeah. I can I, see all that happening too. And it's too. nothing against what Washington has. I just think the other rooms of all the four teams. I think scheming wise, it's going to be more difficult because if you look at quarterbacks in that division, their quarterback is going to probably do less. Sorry, Lando Norris just went off track um, and into the gravel. We got some F1 racing going on over here for Jaken. It's quality day. It's a sprint weekend, so this is qualifying <laughs> for the race. Can't control himself. Hey, if we were all watching NBA. Here, he's, he's got them all laid out on the table and he's zooming them around at the same time. <laughs> no. We can play by play analysis from Jaken. Um, Alex Albon goes over the final corner. You guys good with moving to AFC? Yeah. Um, so we'll start AFC West. We got uh, Los Angeles Chargers, Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas, and Denver. In, in LA for the Chargers, we got Austin Eckler, uh, Jashiah Kelly, and Tyler Hoosman from the University of North Dakota. Not North Dakota State. UND. University of North Dakota. So the Fighting Hawks. Um, and then in Kansas City, we've got Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, Jarek McKinnon and Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. 
Uh, Las Vegas, we got Josh Jacobs and Samir White. And then in Denver, we got Samaji Perine from Cincinnati. Perine. Samaji Perine. From Cincinnati, who is a beast. Javante Williams had his ACL had an ACL injury last year, but he is back and healthy. So Javante Williams could be a lot more in Denver, but that's kind of their one-two punch. I don't know if I'm crazy excited about this division for running backs. I'm not going to lie. But I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in this division. I think Kansas, <laughs> like, Kansas City always has upside here, right? Because they utilize their running back so much. Well, in the passing game. And, and Pacheco fits that bill. He Last year, so he was the McKinnon, guy that though. jumped in there. In Pacheco, McKinnon, McKinnon, and Edwards Hilaire all fit it. I've had McKinnon on my fantasy team <laughs> and for one, multiple and years. And one week, he goes from... Superstar to where to go? Yeah, my, no, you're not. My, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But but then it, 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 it's 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 the give and take. So Pacheco might have a good game one week, right? And then you have McKinnon have a good game mm-hmm. the next week, and it, it, it might just rotate. This would be the division though that we talk about fantasy MVPs because Jacobs, which is a huge one last year, Austin same thing Eckler with Eckler was, was a, just a baller last monster year. last year. Um, one thing I will say Peter, though, I think is going to be crazy in Denver <laughs> scheming with, I mean, obviously Sean Payton's there now, like Pirine, I think Pirine, holds sorry. the record for most rushing yards in a game in college. I think, I think it was him because Melvin Gordon said it against Nebraska. And then the next week, I think P Ryan went for like four thirty four. What did he play? His college, Oklahoma? Well, Question mark. I, I, I do. Hold on I, again, the, it's, it's such an interesting just division when it comes to running back because I think there's a lot, you could put this almost in any order and I don't think people would be looking at you sideways. I mean, the question is I put a question mark after Josh Jacobs because obviously he hasn't shown up. You think he's, I mean, I, I, we all think probably that he's going to be there when the season starts and all this, but at the end of the day, like he's not, it was Oklahoma. Like Josh Jacobs is not a guarantee right now, 100% to be like, hey, he's going to be in Vegas at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Does he look elsewhere? Does he stay there? I Does think that's he, out of what, his control like, because. But I mean, is it is it is it is it a possibility that he's not there? Can he can he you do know? an NBA and just force a trade? <laughs> I mean, he could definitely like say, Zemir "Hey, White I want to trade." But. Zamir White's a capable mm-hmm. one. Right, last year he got a lot of reps there behind Josh, but also when Josh is out of the game, defense is probably thinking, okay, they're going to throw the ball, yep. and then Zamir White's able to kind of benefit from some of that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. I mean, it's, Josh Jacobs is such a good running back that if he's not there, that's why I have actually Las Vegas at three because I just don't know the dynamic that they're going to have there. Obviously, Garoppolo is there now, mm-hmm. so I feel like they'd rely more on the run this year, but I just. I think Kansas City is going to get more, more production there. I think we've seen what the Chargers can do um, with Austin Eckler, you know, being the back there. So I've got Chargers one, Kansas City two. I do have Vegas three and Denver four. Um, for what it's worth, I, I think you could pull them out of a hat <laughs> and probably pick, you know, you, you potentially could pick it right. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know, what are, you, what are you guys' thoughts on the AFC West running back position? It's it's a toss up. I think I put all right. Let's just assume for right now, Jacobs is there. He plays. Yeah. I would put um, Vegas one. Vegas one. Yep. Chargers two. Yep. Um, Broncos Kansas. three. Kansas City four. Honestly, I'd have to agree with you just because of 
the way that Patrick Mahomes plays. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to throw the ball. He, if anything, he's probably going to uh, run. And and, and, the and lot- I think these running backs that Kansas City has are good running backs, but none of them really are jump great. out to me. They're not great yeah. running backs. They're good Javante, running backs. Javante Williams is a for sure number one. Same thing like you look at Eckler, you look at Jacobs. Like they're for sure number ones. But I just I don't see a number one in that running back. No, by see, they're committee. they're going to get no, all their production from wrong. being wide like they're they're being wide getting receivers. passes out of they're, the backfield. They're, they're more as they're more wide receivers than running backs yeah. on Kansas City, and that's just the way that uh, what is it Andy Reid? Yep, that's just the way he has everything he set up everything with the offense. With, you know yeah. what I mean? Like they, he looks at Mahomes <laughs> and he says, "This is what Mahomes can do. He can scramble. He can get out of the he pocket. Can toss it he to can the back, do, he can the backfield." And and the crazy thing is, you watch Mahomes play in games, and mm. he just makes this ridiculous pitch or ridiculous. He talks pass about how he how he in the quarter. Did you guys end up watching the quarterbacks? Not yet. Not yet. So he talks about how he watched a lot of Aaron Rodgers. And Brett, he did a lot of Green Bay Packer watching because Favre and Rodgers, but but not because of their pocket presence, which both Favre and Rodgers have a really good pocket presence. I'm not saying Mahomes doesn't, yeah. but he's not the same in po- in the pocket as the, as the other two. But he talked just a lot about how he just really respected how they could like scramble a little bit to the side and then just kind of. Flip, flip the flip ball. It, like, yeah. like if, just, I, if I'm being honest, I see a lot of Brett Favre's game in Patrick Mahomes' mm-hmm. game. Because it, it, yeah. if you go back to Brett Favre, he, he just slanged the ball down the field all the time. It was and, like it was backyard <laughs> football. And like he was just throwing it up. Yep. It didn't matter if it was an interception or not. He, he was just going up there. And the thing with Mahomes is Mahomes is a little bit more accurate, right? But yep. he's still slinging it. Yep. You know, so that, he talks about when he sees those like safeties dropping a little bit, he's like, we're going deep. Because I can throw the ball up, and I got fast enough guys to go get it. Yeah, they know, so, always so have. He talks about how if, even if they want to go, they want to go, you know, underneath the corners if they can on short passes because he wants his playmakers to make plays. Mm-hmm. But if he ever sees them dropping or anything, like, well, it's the same thing that Rodgers would do with Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams. Like a lot of times, you know, it's a called run, but he would look at Adams and Jordy and say, "Hey, ball's coming to you. Like, be ready." And he would sling it out there and just let them go to work. And that's kind of where I think Devontae Adams really work, worked on his footwork. It's same thing, too. Like, he has that understanding with his wide receivers. Like, if we have the opportunity and you can, you know, get one-on-one with a corner, I'm slinging the ball out to you. Go make a play. Yeah. You know? And I think we're seeing that more and more now in the NFL where it's, like, guys who can, you know, they're going to throw a screen or, you know, just, like, this RPO action in there to just see if they can get, you know, quick five, six, seven, eight yards to make it now a more manageable, you know, second and whatever, third and whatever. If you can get rid of the ball as fast as, as Mahomes, too, like, it's mm-hmm. really hard for a backfield to make any, or a defense to make any presence against you. And But honestly, I don't even think he has the quickest release in the NFL. It's still Rodgers. That he can just toss it to his left or to his right. or he can, Yeah, he, that, he has more, I would say, athletic players. Resources available. <laughs> Than a lot of teams, is, like yeah, assets. On the team. I'm not even say they're great players. They're just more athletic. You know, they they speed. Like that team is built on speed, right? Like mm-hmm. they're built to make space and get. I'm open. telling you, they go on that. They go on the freaking. <laughs> they go on the. What is it? Free the um, no. They go into the practice room, and all they talk about is if you see Mahomes scrambled, get open. <laughs> just get open. Doesn't matter how you do it. Find space. Just get open. Find space. The same thing that happened in. Uh, Green Bay for years was like if you see that guy rolling, whatever you're doing in your route doesn't matter. Just get, get open. open, get into yeah. his line of sight, and you know it, show your numbers to him. And that's how a lot of receivers, you know, become 
standout receivers is because they're not just running the route that they were supposed to run. They're running yeah. a route to get open. Yep. Yeah. Right. You, if you look at when Devontae Adams was on the Green Bay Packers, he, he probably wasn't running the routes all the time. He was yep. probably just getting open. And yep. Aaron Rodgers just like he sees the open the green <laughs> space and he <laughs> right. goes there and then Rodgers you know, knows he's going to find that. Yeah. I mean, Rodgers is probably one of the most accurate passers in NFL history. The things he's done with the ball, like he's working, he's seeing their coaching Garrett Wilson on how to run back shoulder fades rub or, you know, rub he's, routes. Yeah, he's and, talking a lot how he's, he's there's similarities. He, he still thinks Devontae Adams is, you know, the best wide receiver he's worked with, but he, he's talked a lot about how mm-hmm. it, it's going to be special in New York yeah. this year. But do you have, did you have your order for the AFC West, Jacob? Yeah, I, I, I said mine and Steph copied it. Yeah. Okay. But Steph had the idea first, so it was his idea. Yeah, Steph explained it a lot better than Wait, you Wait, what? No, you had the idea first. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I, did I just didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, I, uh, Steph copied my idea. No, no. We, nice. we, were, nice. we were thinking on the same wavelength. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. So moving to the AFC North. Um, which is a, a division of quarterbacks, as we already said. Let's see their running back options. So Cleveland has Nick Chubb um, as their starter. I wrote down a question mark for who number two is because I'm not going to lie, I have no idea. Uh, they had, it's not they Cream had, Hunt. It's not Cream Hunt. But no. They, no. <laughs> I don't even know where he's going to land this year. But um, Houston. I would say. Minnesota. I, honestly, that would be a good that. pickup for Minnesota. That, that would be a that. great pickup for Minnesota. They need him. I mean, <laughs> New York. He would fit in well. That would also be a good one-two punch with uh, Chubb and. Or are you talking about the Jets or Giants? Jets. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> J E T S. Aaron Rodgers um, took a pay cut. So yeah, so Nick Nick Sorry. Chubb is is in Cleveland. He'll be the 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 lead dog there. Uh, in Pittsburgh, we got Najee Harris, and then Jalen Warren is is his backup. Um, in Cincinnati, we got Joe Mixon, Chase Brown from Illinois is, is likely going to be their starter. Um, the loss of Pirine though, could be a lot bigger than expected in Cincinnati because he helped them a lot in the backfield. I think with Joe Mixon and Chase Brown, it's, I don't, it's not as scary. It really isn't. Um, and then in Baltimore, you got JK Dobbins. Is he healthy? Like that's, that's really the question. Is he going to be healthy? Gus Edwards is there, and then Melvin Gordon, the third, is there as well. From yeah, so, so so this is the thing with Baltimore. I I feel like their running game is going to be shaky. I I won't I won't say shaky, but I think it's going to be cut. Um, and I think they're going to play it more as uh kind of what KC does. It? It's it's going to be like what KC does. That yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Um, just because now Baltimore has more weapons on the offensive <laughs> side for Lamar Jackson. Right, I, I I don't think that running game. I think the running game will be good. I don't think it's going to be number one. Um, I would go Cleveland, Cincy, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. See what's crazy too is I, I believe you at Cleveland's one, and it's funny that we're not talking that they have any depth. <laughs> like <laughs> Just the best running back, the best running back in that division. Um, so I I do agree though. I, well, with some of that, I got Cleveland one. I have Pittsburgh two. I, I like Najee Harris a lot. Um, three, I've got Cincinnati. Um, and then four, I've got Baltimore. This is, this, it's a of all process. the one <laughs> of all the ones that's going to split hairs. Um, Baltimore won. Wow. I mean, yeah. I ho- hopefully, they're, if they're healthy, I do think that Baltimore for sure would be, like, could be one. 
Who'd you have two? That you is said fact. Cincy, if they're healthy. Cincy two, Cleveland three, Pittsburgh four. If we're, if we're looking at depth of like who has like more people at running back, then yes, Baltimore has but that. But my thing is, is I'm also thinking about production from that running back room and a lot like what we see from Philadelphia where it's like you can throw anybody in there and they're going to play really well. J.K. Dobbins is a special back. And then you add in backs like Gus Edwards, who I think at times is a little underrated. Oh, for sure. And um, Melvin Gordon, the third. Melvin Gordon. He, he couldn't get off the practice squad in Kansas City. He was on the practice squad for Kansas City on their Super Bowl run. And Baltimore, they just, when when he started, not Baltimore, in mm. Denver, when he started there last year, like, yeah, they just, just, that was just a house of fire. Yep. So, but you, you really don't think Najee Harris or I love Najee are, are going to get more production than. I, I love Najee Harris. His O line just, has to be there. He needs his O line. I just think there. I know what I'm going to get Pittsburgh from. Pittsburgh is kind of like Atlanta to me this year. I feel like both of those teams can have some resurgences this mm-hmm. year. And I think obviously to do that, you have to have more than just one one or two good players. So I do think the running back room or the yeah. running back scenario in Pittsburgh, I think, can be pretty like great this year. But I think the way that Cincy 2 uses Joe Mixon. Um, He's able to, you know, handle things in the run and passing game. And I think the running back by committee with Lamar Jackson as well is going to help Baltimore. The featured back scares me with um, Pittsburgh and with um, Cleveland because the running back position is a very, like, you know, they take a lot of hits regardless of if they're running or passing. You know, they're hit just about as much as the quarterback is at times. Do you guys have a so, depth chart up? Like, well, who is Cleveland's yeah. number two? Oh, hold on. I, can no, make, I, like, I, I seriously don't even that's, know. That's I why you. I put him I down like because if something happens like, to Chubb, then none it's of like, these who? Guys, yeah. None of the guys behind Chubb have experience. Like, yeah. I looked at, like, the, the most games any of them has is, like, seven <laughs> and during his, like, I played can, games. Not yeah. even just, like, so. You got, so you got Nick Chubb. And then it's a bunch of um, like got, kind of they have like two or three rookies, don't they, or something? The metric Felton, no idea. Nope, don't know. Um, Jerome Ford, nope. nope. Built Ford tough. If he, if he does well this year, Hassan, yeah, but he's not in Detroit. Hassan Hall, nope. nope. Georgia Tech, mm, Georgia Tech running back is there might a be good. Cricket button. <laughs> there is a cricket button. Do there you know is. Which I one just it is? have to find um, it. It's John, the only one on the right side. John Kelly, Tennessee. Hello. Nope. The blue. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> the blue button. Uh, you got Nate, Nate McCary. 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 Saginaw Valley State. <laughs> what are we doing here with Cleveland? Oh, nope. Not okay, that one. To be honest, <laughs> this is all Cleveland yeah. can afford for running backs because they spent so much money on Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. So, They're not um, wrong. There's, can I say they're screwed when it comes to like... Well, if something happens really to Chubb, yeah. Chubb is because, like, as a defense, what do you do? You're 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 watching. You're game planning for Chubb, and, and that's then, it. They don't like have if, any receivers really either. They're gonna have a. I mean, they're either gonna have a breakout running back this year, or they're in big big trouble. They, they got they nothing got, in between. They got DPJ Donovan Peoples Jones, and he might be like their best receiver. Go blue. Go blue. <laughs> they got Elijah Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they do have Elijah Moore. Yeah. Ole Miss. So the running back room in Cleveland, e- even though we all have them up there, 
It's more of a <laughs> mystery than the 49ers the quarterback situation. I, I it mean, is. I'm not, I, I haven't seen a problem with Nick Chubb not being healthy. So Cleveland can't, they don't have <laughs> enough money to go out and get somebody like Ezekiel Elliott to back him up. They, or, they, they have enough they? money to get Zeke. So they, 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 need, they need they to could. wait the, before the season. Dalvin the Cook. Way, the way they're Are we saving Dalvin these, Cook for another team in the they, That would be the same problem they had before. That would be 1A and 1B, and they they just went through that situation in Cleveland. Yeah, but that they had, it was Cook. With Cook. Is with, what I'm saying. Well, you don't they, want Cook they, there. You want Elliot there because he's already been a backup. Cook wants to go somewhere and be the guy. You're not wrong, but I mean, it's so, so did Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt went like that was a good one-two punch for Cleveland. Like they yeah. they had the best running, one of the best running back, uh, you know, backfields and and did Chubb get a new contract though? Like they they couldn't say, hey, we want both of you here. Here's money to both of you, right? Is that what happened? Kind of too. I mean, they. I'm not too sure. Um, okay. Well, let's move to the AFC South. Um, We got Tennessee, Indianapolis, Houston, and Jacksonville. Tennessee, we got Darren Henry, Derek Henry, uh, Hassan Haskins is their backup. (laughs) Indianapolis, Hassan Haskins. Go blue. Go blue. (laughs) That's Jacob's favorite button now. Um, Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, and Deion Jackson. Um, both Zach Moss, well, Zach Moss, obviously from Buffalo is, I think a great addition to this group, but then, uh, Deion Jackson got some good reps last year. Um, Houston has Damian Pierce who became a very good running back last year, Devin Singletary, and then Dare Ogunbowale. Dare Ogunbowale. Ogunbowale. Go Badgers. There you go. Thank God we have a Wisconsin guy here. (laughs) Um, Jacksonville, Travis Etienne Jr., uh, Kadri Olison, Etienne, Etienne, yeah, Travis Etienne. Thank you. Um, from Sarah, from uh, Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, yeah he, dude, he, he was so good. Well, they're going with the one-two punch. Yeah, with Trevor Lawrence, they're they're doing the one-two punch for uh, their guys there. Um, Jamichael Hasty or Hasty, and then Tank Bigsby from Auburn. Shout out to Tank Bigsby. This is a guy <laughs> that uh, he maybe could work his way into the starting lineup. If we're talking about a position that is that is n- not irrelevant in the NFL, right? If we're talking about the running backs position, fullback? you know, <laughs> the fullback position is <laughs> irrelevant. There's what three teams that actually hey, use it. So. The backup in Minnesota, CJ Ham, Mister Irrelevant, everybody. <laughs> Shout out to fullbacks. That he might be the <laughs> cream of the crop this year for fullbacks. Um, what team is this? Are you just are you just coining Tank Bigsby as a as a fullback here stuff? No, I'm just or saying. What, I, I was just looking at Houston's roster. Oh, and okay. Big fan of Derek Watt. So. <laughs> um, I, I so I got Tennessee as one. Derek Henry, you, you can't climb over him, even if you're Jonathan Taylor. Indianapolis, uh, I got two with Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, Deion Jackson. I think they have more depth. For sure, but I think Derrick Henry's utilization there is is, is going to be a bit more. Houston, Damian Pierce, uh, Devin Singletary is is kind of their go to guys, and then uh, four I've got Travis Etienne. 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 You Sorry. know how hard it is to tackle a six five, two hundred and what forty pound freaking animal. My favorite thing to yell when we're playing ultimate frisbee That's, is he's six five. <laughs> like like he's not fast. He's just ginormous he's he's huge he's a tank he's a he's a beast of a man that is so that is true i mean yes it's going to be harder to tackle him than jonathan taylor but but jonathan taylor Taylor so 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 so, 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 so,
did you do your and Jer- you but your and Jonathan Taylor though rankings. has had has had an injury history there for sure obviously and I, I'm not saying he's going to get injured this year or anything but I just I just I like Der- I like Derrick Henry I've I've always liked Derrick Henry okay yeah sure. I uh, I still will have to say Tennessee just because they are the better team okay um so Tennessee. Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and then Houston. Houston's at the bottom, obviously. They might be one of the worst teams. I mean, come on, NFL man. They're going to utilize Damian Pierce. They did last year. We'll <laughs> fight about who's the better team on a later date. <laughs> I mean, the better team is easy. <laughs> but, but but the running back situation is what we're talking. So, yeah, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and then Houston. Taken. Indianapolis, Tennessee, Houston, Jacksonville. The homer pick right there. No, I'm just... They they have a good running back. He's got his yeah, Wisconsin Badger underpants on over here. It, it, see, it, it, man, it, it, I it's, it's torn between <laughs> the two for me. So I, I just chose Tennessee, um, just because they are the better team. But I've unlike Dunn, I've never really been a big fan of Derrick Henry. Really, I have. I will say he is a fantastic quarterback or quarterback right. running back. back. Granted, King, he could King play Henry. the quarterback position too. Um, He's got the height. Like it's hard to beat him, but at the same time, I also feel like. In terms of just who I think is going to have the better season, I think it'll be John, Jonathan Taylor. There's too much. The The Colts know who the quarterback is. It'll be Anthony Richardson, whether they said it now or not. It's Anthony Richardson. Jonathan Taylor's going to have something to prove because his owner is being dumb and not just giving him a if contract. Will Levis could this, be starting this, in Tennessee, too. We talked about how this could be a whole, like, this it could be a whole thing. could be yeah. the most experienced quarterback. This <laughs> might be Jonathan Taylor's best year. Yeah, it could. It, it, honestly, contract, he, wanted, he wants it to could. show out to get out of Indy. Is that it, of it, no? He wants to show out to get a new contract, dude. Do you see who his quarterback is compared to who's he's who he had? Yeah, like in previous oh, yeah. years. No, it's he has someone that's like more athletic, <laughs> more athletic, more athletic, and, and can also like he, yeah. launch it. He can I just, it. I think this year will be not, a really good a year Matt for Ryan Taylor fan. <laughs> because the other thing is too. <laughs> He, well, hey, he he had Matt Ryan. He also had, but um, he had your, Carson your, Wentz your coming Carson out. Wentz. But that was, I mean, yeah, Carson Wentz was in his twilight. He also had um, j- j- uh, yeah, apparently Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, yeah. he's also he had have Jacoby. <laughs> so. I I think it's just with who um, have they all been there during Jonathan Taylor's? Time? Yeah, they went quarterback carousel. It, it, literally every year, it was, it was one. It year. was like a head coaching carousel <laughs> just with quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I think Taylor is poised to have a really great year. He's coming off an ankle injury, yes, but I also think he's the the well, time would be now for the Colts to really have a good year. That depth behind gonna, him is way better too. They're also going to have a whole new offense. Yep. Yeah. So yep. we'll see what happens. We can see what happens, especially yeah. They won't be able to. They won't be able to just key because like I think defenses last year were able to just key in on Taylor because they they weren't they knew Matt Ryan was they knew Matt be going Ryan, deep like or, well that's yeah. all they had if I'm being honest that's all they had they didn't really have anybody at receivers uh, Pittman Junior has been going to be better this year build more mm-hmm. on the offensive end for weapons such as receivers yep. uh, you know if they. Obviously, running backs. Uh, I was going to mm-hmm. say fullbacks, but you know we're, we're we're not using that position anymore. <laughs> so unless you're Kyle Shanahan, yeah. <laughs> um, AFC East. Dalvin it. Cook to the Jets. No, okay, uh, we want everyone to go to the Jets. No, I just so it's, he's visiting New York this weekend, so he's New England. Aaron Rodgers took a pay cut. Why not go sign Dalvin Cook and go make an actual run at it with an extension? So he took another year. 
at another year. So no. he's through this. Was next it year. an extension? Yeah, I think it's for next year. So oh. he's getting one point something million this year, and then he's gonna play next year and get like a hundred seven million or something like that. Oh, is no. what I saw. <laughs> I'm not joking, by the way. Like they just deferred everything into next year to make it more team friendly for this year, so that way they can go Probably. sign players and also potentially get uh, Dalvin Cook. Probably. I so, don't, I don't it, know. They've it, got it, a it, decent like running back backfield. We're, so New England, Ramondre Stevenson, they need another running back. Yep, that's that's another one that Cleveland like. But Stevenson's a good there. back, so Stevenson's great. Uh, Jets have Brees Hall, who's back from injury. Obviously, Michael Carter, um, and then Zonovan Knight. Uh, Miami's got Raheem Mostert, Ooh. Jeff Wilson Jr., and Ron Devin Akane from Texas A and M. And this guy's apparently got just a ton of like crazy highlight skills and highlights and stuff out there. So Miami is going to be excited. Buffalo is going to have the best running game in that, league, in that conference. I mean, that division. Buffalo, Latavius Murray, uh, Damian Harris from New England, uh, Naheem Hines uh, injured his knees on a, his knee on a jet ski. It wasn't even his fault. He was sitting there. He was just sitting there, and another guy just literally came and ran into him. He was how, sitting there not moving in the water, and somebody else just came and T-boned him. How, how pissed would you be? Oh, I'd be furious because the team also isn't really helping him with anything either. Well, apparently, it, it, because it was a non-football injury, it, he's they're not wrong. Like it, it, it was luxury. He was out on his own time, but like, it's it's not. Like, it wasn't his fault. It's not like downhill skiing in extreme his, sports, but it's, yeah. it's not, they talk about this a lot. Where it's it, like it, you're it, doing stuff like that. So the, the thing that sucks is that it's all in the contracts that they signed. Yeah, they, they, there's clause in those contracts and says, oh, if you do this while you're here, then we we help you with this. But if you're if you're doing this in your own time, then that's unfortunately it's not on us. Yeah. No, and and but when you're paying as much money as you are for these these guys, like it is what it is. You know that that you, there's different rules you have to follow. I enjoyed my time on the jet ski the last month here at my life, <laughs> and I haven't had any issues. But I also know that uh, there there'd be nothing picked up by Bethany if <laughs> something happened to me on a jet ski. So, um, you know, it is what it is. I, I um this. This division intrigues me a little bit with running back for sure because I think there's going to be a running back added to it. Um, but I also don't know like how bad this injury of Naheem Hines is, and I think that could really it's, affect Buffalo more than... It's it's pretty pretty bad. Serious. Season, yeah. season ending? Pretty close to it. Like I think it's a lot of restructural. Like They have to restructure his knee pretty right. much. So they're lucky they picked up you know, Damian Harris from New England, but he... You know, obviously didn't win the job with Ramondre, and now you got him sitting behind Latavius Murray. Um, they also have James Cook, don't they? Could, yep, they have James Cook as well. Yep. Um, who's the second best Cook running back in the NFL. Other ones yeah, not okay. on the team. Yeah, okay. Uh, Keep telling yourself <laughs> that. That's fine. But he might have more stats than the other one, <laughs> than Delvin at the end of the year if he doesn't hey, end we'll, up anywhere. we'll find out. Hey, um, Delvin has to be healthy too, so. All yeah, right, yeah, right. true, fair. Um, you know, uh, New England, I think, is maybe a spot for Delvin Cook. I, I'm not saying they're going to get him, but Ramondre Stevenson, um, I, I think, will carry them to be number one in this. I think New York Jets will be number two. I got Miami at number three, and I got Buffalo at number four for running backs. Buffalo I, runs the ball too much with Josh Allen. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume Delvin Cook goes to New York. Um. Sort of we both got Cook going somewhere. <laughs> I think Dalvin Cook goes to New York. The Jets, 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 Jets. Um, are, are you a Jets fan? You've been saying no. you're not, but you keep like he's an Aaron Rodgers fan. This is like not uh, even. 
I'm just. But he said he's my not timeline. Even for Rogers all, this year, remember? all my timeline is on Twitter now called X for whatever reason. All all my timeline is is oh hey this is what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. Oh hey this is what's happening. There are so many salty Packers fans that are also just like ignoring that Aaron Rodgers even exists. That I'm just like. I'm going to acknowledge the guy exists. I'm also not going to just ignore that he's doing stuff in New York. Like, it's news to talk about. I am not by any means just hopping on an Aaron Rodgers bandwagon. I'm a fan of the Packers, not the player Aaron Rodgers. By the end of this year, we'll see if he's just on the chest. Uh, <laughs> if I show up with an Aaron Rodgers jersey, you can replay this moment. Hey, It is at <laughs> 1 hour, 38 minutes, 30 seconds. Episode the 15. The oh, Gasly crashed. <laughs> Sky so so does Aaron Rodgers pull the Brett Favre and go to the Vikings after this year? Probably not. Go to the Jets and just absolutely be trash, and then go to the Vikings. Go eight and nine. Hey, we can't say that Brett Favre wasn't trash on the Jets. Okay, the Jets were the trash, Jets with, were trash Favre. with Brett Favre. Hey, okay, that's you're what right. it was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they still I mean, had some of the best years with him <laughs> on the team. Do you know how many daydreams the Vikings have of like getting back to that year? Oh nine, Favre. I mean, we're talking about like Trey Lance coming in, hey, and being I, a savior. I mean, we're talking it, about Rodgers coming in and being a savior. <laughs> Captain Kirk, let's go, man. <laughs> he was supposed to come in from Washington and be our savior. <laughs> he well, was. he was. He was until he wasn't. I'm not gonna lie. You put a lot of quarterbacks in the situation in Minnesota with no O line. It, it's gonna be tough for them. But they always have the the some of the no, best. They have receivers. great weapons. They always have across some of the, the board. Best Running backs, wide receivers, receivers, everybody. But they do not have an O line, or they don't usually get a they great have, quarterback either. Their defensive backs like are have always been. I mean, not every year when they when they had their runs, they they were they they had. Yeah, I was gonna field. say twenty seventeen. Okay. That defense was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Were they, um, they being compared their D to line, the purple people eaters? Their or D line were great. Yes, and their their D line was great, and their D line has saved them in the past on defense. But then they added uh, Harris, oh, and they Hamilton's had Winfield. So they they did have a lot going, but now it's kind of it's just spotty. I don't see how they're getting pressure on the quarterback. Anyway, um, what's your guys's order? For for AFC East, uh, Jets one, Bills two, um, Patriots three, Dolphins four. I am gonna go Bills. I think very highly of Bills, Patriots, uh, Jets, Miami. I think very highly of Stevenson, but I'm also just think the other two are just ahead of them in general. Oh, there's more help behind the main backs, which is why I put Jacob's the, not a Jets fan though. No, I'm not. We'll see. I'm a Packers fan, but I put my quarterback fourth. <laughs> I don't make sense. <laughs> um. So yeah. So that's that's like through every all the running backs. I think we all kind of talked about how, you know, we maybe think the NFC East provides a lot of value at the running back position this year. The AFC North we seem to all think pretty high of too. Yeah. Um. The AFC South isn't anything to sniff at. Um, but the, that a lot of that will be very interesting when it comes to you got two armpit. Two teams with good running backs in that division, AFC South. Oh, with Henry and yeah. Taylor. You're not a Damian Pierce. This is going to be an episode where people have to listen. Like, we'll have to go back and listen very closely because some of the things that I've said have just like slipped under the radar. To I think you both. <laughs> You're just talking about F1 over there the whole time. Sonora goes P1. This guy. <laughs> um, 
So as far as like other things this week, when it comes to just shout outs, do you guys have any shout outs this week? Um, Belgian Grand Prix, which qualifying is currently happening. It's a sprint weekend. So there's a sprint race on Saturday and then the full, uh, full race on Sunday. Uh, NASCAR has been awesome the past few weeks. Even after the Chicago race, there was a, a couple of fights on pit road after Pocono, a whole debate about whether Denny Hamlin should apologize to Kyle Larson after fencing him or not. Yada, yada, yada. Did, did we talk about the whole Cubs-Cardinals thing? Yes, at the start of this. Did we? Well, maybe we did before. We, we were, were talking, talking, I think, about before, before we hit record, you can, yeah. You can hit on um, There was a whole, so long story short, uh, Ian Happ, Wilson Contreras, both were teammates on the Cubs um, before the start of the season. Contreras then went to the Cardinals. Uh, it's the first at bat of the game for Hap. There's two outs in the top of the first, and he in his backswing he ends up catching Contreras in the helmet. Um, actually, I think cut Contreras like right across his brow. Had to be taken out of the game. Um, had to get taken out of the game. Uh, come back to resume play, and the pitcher for the Cardinals, Miles Michaelis, buzzes Hap and then hits him. Granted, the way he hit him was, like, he took something off his fastball, hit him, in, like, square in the back. Like, Hap knew it was coming after the first pitch anyways. But um, Michaelis then gets ejected, and the manager then gets ejected for the, uh, ooh, Verstappen almost got knocked out in qualifying. Sorry. Um, there's too much going on for Jimmy <laughs> there is, right now. Um, and so there's this whole argument. My thing with it was there was no intent from Hap to hit Contreras. But so, there's also nothing crazy about the peg that happened after. Yeah, like it, like it, it was, wasn't it, was, it wasn't it was malicious a, a light in toss, any way. Basically, if anything, it might have been hitting 65. Mm-hmm. Like, but my thing was with it. Um, and he hit him like on like the the butt cheek. I feel like yeah. so it was you know he didn't hit him like in you know the upper hip. He didn't hit him in the ribs. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a a toss. And MLB, I think, is trying to crack down on. The amount of times like intentional and retaliation and stuff like that. But I don't think there was really a reason to retaliate there. You can't tell me that Ian Happ, who is good friends with Wilson Contreras, they shared a moment at the trade deadline last year, um, you know, crying and hugging before or after a game or whatever, because they thought, you know, like, oh, this could be our last time in uniform together before the end of the season. Um, You can't tell me that he's trying to injure Contreras there personally. You can't tell me that he's trying to hurt him. At no, all. I think I think the the Cardinals though looked at it as just this is just you know because mm-hmm. I get lazy it's a, and it's not something that should ever happen. Like you, you, you're sticking up for your teammate, I get, but the, I don't think that you the, can't be careless mm-hmm. in swinging your bat and then just hit a catcher in the head. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's like how many swings happen a day in baseball and mm-hmm. it's not happening, and then this happens, and so maybe it's a fluke, but also you have to be pretty careless to like. You know, reach be in back that, be in stuff, that yeah. world to, so I, I i think there's there's there's, there's definitely <sighs> to both sides i think i think it's just for me it's just there's a gray line yeah in it yeah it, I, it definitely sets the tone for a huge four game series for both teams i mean the cubs are fighting their way into a division race and the cardinals are trying to keep their resurgence here in the middle of the season going amidst all the trade rumors and whatnot well, and they, so, they wouldn't mind spoiling the cubbies uh opportunities yeah so, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, I'm going to do a shout out to uh, Patrice Bergeron, captain from the Boston Bruins, who's saying goodbye. 19 seasons uh, in Beantown, which 
is, is pretty dang impressive. Um, he'll go down as one of the greatest players in Bruins team history for sure, including two goals in Game 7 of a Stanley Cup win in 2011, which doesn't get more clutch than that. Um, and so congrats to him on his career, an incredible Hall of Fame career. Um, you know, another thing, Jalen Brown, 300 mil. <laughs> Highest paid NBA. Is he worth it? No. But... <laughs> You know, you got money these days, and we've been talking about there being no ceiling to money. I, I think they're. I think they're. They're, they're saying, not going to be able to keep Tatum. They no, were just they, saying they, 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 they say next year Tatum is supposed to get like uh, three hundred like forty mil contract. And and having both of those on your team is going to like you, you can't cover. Imagine that he wins the MVP next year too. It's it's Boston, so it's they, they've got money to they got spend. Money. It's, it's not it, it's not nothing new there. Um, you know, don't I, go in the luxury tax stuff. You're not saying lots of shout outs here, but you, you should maybe touch on no, some no, go blue I, news. I, I, I hey no, disregard the go blue news. You didn't even give me let, the talk yet for my shout out because Harbaugh? you went you went and then yeah, you went. I'm Harbaugh? not talking about it because that's not my shout out. That's suspension. your shout out. That's your shout out. That's I'm not my not shout, a shout out. out. You're saying you're. You I'm just, not malicious. Did he not just ask me what my shout outs are? Did he not just ask me what my shout outs were? Though he said you're not saying much about anything for your shout out. So my shout out is for Mr. 400 World Record Holder Wade Van Nieker, who's won seven races in a row. He's ran a 44 in his last race, and he's leading up to the World Championships. So that's my shout. Do you out. think he can get a get the the record? He has the record. No. The, do you think he can get it? Again, like at the World Championships, do you think he can break it? Um, depending on like if he's going up against, it, it depends. On, it depends on who he's going up against and what lane he has. If I'm being completely honest, um, he's coming back from two major injuries. It's not just one, but two major injuries: Achilles <laughs> and an ACL tear. Not one, <laughs> not two, <laughs> not three. But but um, so I not mean, a good thing to be talking about with injuries. <laughs> oh, I, I hey, was talking about race. He's he's undefeated. He's undefeated this year. Okay. Um, he's won seven straight. So honestly, I, I think he does have a chance to either either win or possibly even break his own record. Dude, World Championships in a few weeks now. Yeah, three, two, two, three, three, two. I think three it's like weeks. two, two, three weeks. Yeah, something like that. It's in August. It's coming up. Coming I up can't wait for the World Championships in two, three weeks. <laughs> Get out of here, Jake. And you're such a hater, man. Lando Norris. Um, so any fan shout outs? Any some PDA going on? I'm gonna give a shout out to all the World Cup in Australia, New Zealand. I feel like the fans have just been going crazy. It was packed when they on the Australian game, even though they lost. Did you hear about all the uh, whales that uh, showed up on shore in Australia? It was like almost a hundred whales that got stranded on shore in, in Australia. And you say they're I'm in dead. a different world. I, I don't know if they're all dead. I mean, they're mammals, so. I... <laughs> 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 they breathe oxygen, so I don't know. <laughs> whales. Yeah, yeah, animals. like like they, they breathe underwater. I mean, what do we do? I know they they like, breathe well, air. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, I, I get I get that, but they also like wash up on shore. When we talk about whales, yeah, typically that means they washed up on shore. There's a bunch of whales dead on shore. Oh no, they weren't getting dead. a whale they, off they, of the shore is not an easy I, thing I, to do. I, I, <laughs> That's what I'm a helicopter or something. <laughs> so they they're getting them off. They're, 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 all of these whales <laughs> off with a. <laughs> hey, I have no idea what's going on. It's just something that I read yesterday. Okay. So we what has this episode gotta, become? Can we follow up here? Can we can we see what's happened to the whales? <laughs> let's, 
<laughs> Somebody talk about something. Talk about Jim Harbaugh while I look up the whale situation. <laughs> Here, hold on. Um, Q3 is starting in well, five minutes. Uh, yeah, har- har- Dozens har- of har- whales har- dead in mass beaching in Australia. That is what it says. <laughs> so it's not. These oh, aren't a lot. Anyways, why is Harbaugh getting suspended? Uh, it, it was uh, was it, for the, it was for recruiting. Was it for the burger that he bought the recruit, but Texas could it's spend $100,000? actually has to do with like his mom. Or like, I think it's, it's something like to do with a his mom. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> A, a mom or something. Again. It was something. It, it was something that was stupid. And, you know, NCAA is just flexing their muscles on hey, it. It's anything it to go after Michigan, right? <laughs> that's what it's been I think what like they the should go after years. is the amount of free agency that's going on in the NCAA. I did hear that they're uh, yeah, it's, sending it, it's, out a bill or something. I think it's in freaking the primarily US Congress. for like basketball, too. Like basketball does it a lot. It, <laughs> it is. For, that's what we were talking about before. 230 whales. Are they killer just, whales or just whales? These are. Killer, um, it just says whales, but they look like killer whales. Whale. 230. This one says 477 were counted. Yeah, whales don't just end up on beaches because they're just... I mean, they they are they are having the... Uh, they heard about the World Cup, there, yeah. So yeah, they just they wanted, wanted to go see. watch. <laughs> <laughs> go see the go see the go see they the realized sites. they couldn't walk on land <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their legs don't work <laughs> animal agency calling in what are you guys doing sorry Not, we, we love whales <laughs> we love all the whales i only use paper straws actually <laughs> <laughs> i'm a big gareth bale fan okay <laughs> Stefan, do you even know what that is? Yeah, please tell me. I didn't even hear what you said. Gareth, so. Gareth Bale. I'm a big Gareth Bale fan. Nope, no he, idea. He plays football for the country of Wales. He's retired now, though. Yeah, he was. He retired well, after well, the World and Cup, he, and he should be. He's, he's yeah. kind of he stretched it. But Although Wrexham reached out to see if he'd be interested in another, I'm sure season. Ryan Reynolds is. Ryan is Reynolds did on the phone with a few, probably calling Beckham back up too, but. Um, hey, everybody, appreciate the listeners. Um, lots of sports still going on. Cheer loud, cheer proud this week, and we'll see you next time.